Get, Get ready, ready filmmakers. filmmakers. I'm Ashcake. And I'm Steve. And we're on the YMN Podcast. It's that time of year again. Time for the Interplay and Interplay Film Festival. Interplay is a premier festival celebrating arts and culture in beautiful Fort McMurray, Alberta. If you're a filmmaker, we want to screen your films. What kind of films can be submitted to the Interplay Film Festival? We're looking for short films of any genre. We're also into feature films of any style. We also like documentaries about the topics you care about. We also love creative and fun music videos. Make sure you keep track of us through social tools. Check us out on facebook.com slash ymmpodcast. Or send us a tweet with your favorite hashtag at twitter.com slash ymmpodcast. We also have a brand new YouTube page where you can see previous year's winners. YouTube.com slash ymmpodcast. Listen to more of us as well as Todsky and Tito as we count down to interplay at iTunes and ymmpodcast.com. The deadline is coming July 28th, so submit as soon as you can. Come and interplay with us. Come and interplay with us. Come and interplay with us. Ridiculous. Due to a shitload of swearing and some graphic conversations, listener discretion is advised. Gentlemen, welcome to this edition of Cinephiles. I'm Totsky. I'm Tito. I'm Steve. I'm Ashcake. My mic's all the way. What the fuck? Ashcake. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> I see you actually move the mic like away to start doodling. I got to scribble a dragon, everybody. <laughs> there we go. Hey. Hello. Do you want to say this again? <laughs> Sorry. C Mac is back. All right. Back again. <laughs> say it again, Ash. <laughs> Tell a friend. Ah, fuck it, we're leaving it. She back, back, she back, back. I'm Ashkate, and I'm dumb. We're, we're leaving it again. All right, so this week we're talking <laughs> Man of Steel, and we're going to try to keep it under five hours, because I think we'll just leave that record with the Dark Knight Rise. Hey, that was, that was a whole trilogy podcast, Stretching. truly. Okay. That was a whole trilogy. This is just one movie, so we'll, right. keep it, we'll keep we're it. We're all going to go on to the Richard Donner, the fucking... Uh, we're doing, what do they call it? We can bring it up, I think, but... The old Dick Donner... Uh, the old Dick Donner films Dicky Donner so what did everyone think Jazzercise I almost cried three times <laughs> I, we all saw it in times. different parts of the fucking world I think that was an interesting uh, yeah we were spread out I think that was an interesting fucking topic yeah um, it was really good so where were so, you Todd I was in LA I got to see it uh, in LA in an IMAX at a midnight show in which was weird because I kept telling people about this 10 o'clock midnight or 10 o'clock and Joy in America, they were like, "What the yeah, fuck just, is wrong with yeah, you?" Yeah, even that Tyler was like, "Should be getting sued." Uh, it was fucking weird, right? Everyone kept thinking about how odd it was. So yeah, the midnight showing was the first one. It went on uh, Universal Studios City Walk. It was quite the experience. A lot of cosplay, a lot of cheering, which I really liked. <laughs> a lot of very vocal crowd. Very we near to the Lovitz Theater. Yeah, huh? we had a Batman at ours. He's just like, <laughs> did you realize he was like a year late from where he needed to be? Like, he's like, <laughs> Christopher I'm Nolan's like, in this, right? You're Batman. Yeah, awesome. I'm hoping I'm in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, yeah, I was in Arizona. I saw it in an IPIC theater, which was really fucking awesome because I pick I pick yeah um, I guess they're they're a franchise there but it's like a high class theater so it's like you go in and is that like IMAX AVX fusion kind of uh, thing well no it's it's kind of like you know how they have the VIP in Edmonton mm-hmm. it's like that but like way better it's like you go into the theater and it's like a fucking nightclub it's a really? oh I'm not even joking they have they had like a bar a bar with like stools all around it and like a lounging area <laughs> and it was insane because I'm during like, the movie yeah and it, it like <laughs> Man of Steel Theater 3 is going to start in blah 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 minutes. So you go into the theater and the fucking, uh, you know how in the, have, have any of you guys eat, uh, been to the VIP theaters? No, no, no I've, I've seen people's okay, so like shots of it. This but. one's way better than those ones because this one, uh, each one of the seats is a lazy boy recliner and when I say it's not like lever, it's a fucking button and it electronically becomes a bed. Each one of the seats had a fucking pillow and blanket Popcorn was fucking free. <laughs> there we go. That's meant for some Okay, fucking, so how much like, did you totally, pay for tickets? Yeah. So the popcorn was free. Was because HJ's like, galore. How, how, much, how much for the popcorn? No, 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 the popcorn's free. It's like, it's everything else you have to pay for, which is like cocktails, uh, gourmet food. Wow. Compared to how when we went to it, we actually went for dinner beforehand, and we already bought the tickets, IMAX tickets ahead of time, to yeah. make sure that we got the right seats for the 10 o'clock showing. Yeah. And... Our fucking popcorn and soda pop was more than our dinner was. <laughs> and we, went, we had beers. We had like <laughs> he did. He definitely did. That was Dane Cook reference, but yeah. No, but yeah. So yeah, so, it's, it, it's actually pretty fucking dirt cheap in the states. I was I was really primed Unreal. for this movie, and it was crazy because I'm watching with a buddy, and we're just like in our blankets, with our pillows, <laughs> like, hiding everybody. Hey, our nachos just got here, <laughs> and then like. Then the, it's Brought like, to you by like a busty like, fucking timer, burlesque timer right next to the screen as they're showing like the pre pre show. Yeah. And then as soon as it goes to zero and it's like the movie is now beginning. If you require any assistance, press the button to your left. There's a fucking <laughs> button on my left where I can call the people to come. Is it like a hospital like, bed? Did you start having an aneurysm because you love the movie so much? Instead of getting up, oh my they, God. they want me to press the button so that she go and she'll get me the refill. Oh order, my God! Right? And refills are free. Yeah, so. I'm not going to. Let me precursor with that. That these were twenty dollar American. I was about to say, how much would you? Ours were eighteen dollars. I paid twenty bucks for that shit though. I was happy. I paid eighteen dollars Canadian. I was in the theater. And I'm, like, and I'm like wearing shorts and shit, and I'm like, no, no, like, oh, like, no I'm hilarious. not even joking. There were people like in dresses and shit. Like it was like a big deal to some people going the, there. The I difference is n- is not that much. I, we paid eighteen each Canadian for tickets, so you're yeah, talking like 15, a five dollar difference, and, yeah. and you had a completely different experience. What was actually cool is the 3D glasses, though. Uh, they were they can't uh, they were canceled out if you were texting in the theater. I actually tried it out because they were saying your glasses, your glasses are designed. That if uh, uh, that another light source in. hits it, it'll throw off the 3D effect. And I tested it, and it fucks with your eyes. So I like because like they put put on 3D glasses, and I so I'm like, let's see if they're fucking just bullshitting. I press it on, and all of a sudden, like my the 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 image on my eyes started flickering like very violently. I'm like, oh, holy wow. shit! <laughs> it, like wow. it starts sending little messages that show up Sweet. on your screen through the glasses. Like quit texting you, asshole. You, yeah. Other people so are trying to enjoy this movie. Look, but like they were, they look. You're like not that important. The 3D glasses look really like expensive. Like they look like they're, they're not the disposable bleach ones. Yeah, no, yeah. they were not disposable. Stuff. Here, I was getting all excited because like uh, you guys all know me by now. I'm ex- I love. Yeah, a crowd. you're in Los Angeles. I, and I'm a, cl- a crowd experience guy, and I was you're getting, the woo guy. I was yes. I'm like there's woo and girls was, at a bar. Oh my you're the woo guy. And this was a fucking woo crowd. <laughs>
crowd, right? <laughs> and uh, I was actually just telling the guys before we started recording, uh, it's interesting because I actually had a fucking oh shit moment when uh, talking about what happened last year with the Dark Knight Rises and that fucking big tragedy in Colorado. I can literally, just see you. Literally though. 20 minutes into the IMAX show, like I see movement down like my right eye. And it's, like that's I had never even caught, never even came in my mind, but all of a sudden, as soon as I see movement, at like twenty minutes into the movie, all of a sudden it just came rushing back to me. I'm like, this guy's got a Joker mask. I'm fucking out of here, right? Like, <laughs> hit the dick. Your first reaction wasn't to make a move. No, it's fucking. Oh, yeah. Can you Actually, imagine funny, seeing that though? The guy's like, point for me for the movie. Guys, just going to the bathroom. Todsky tackles him in the aisle. <laughs> it's okay, everybody. I save you. It's just that fat Joker. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like and violently assaulted. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, like, I would love to have that kind of service, but I was getting into the whole crowd atmosphere in in L.A. because like, soon as fucking he walked out with the suit the first time, the crowd just erupted. When he fucking spoilers, I'll we'll put this on front front you right okay. now. As soon as he nope. broke. I think everybody knew that he was going to wear the suit. So well, no, but no. as soon as he fucking broke Zod's neck, the place erupted. Oh, yeah, no, I want to put it in here right um, now. Fucking spoiler alert, because this yeah. podcast is going to be all in, about uh, it. In our theater, actually, when, when he, uh, the, the infamous Zod scene at the end, actually, it, it actually silenced the crowd. People really? were shocked. You could have dropped a pin here in front of me. Yeah, it was like, oh, I, yeah, man. Everyone was like, same here. Fucking Americans are fucking God! Which, where are they going to another point I want to make during this movie. Uh, my girlfriend looked over me and said, where are they going to imprison him? I said, it's not going to happen. No. Well, I mean, he, in, in the Donner <laughs> cuts, he... he Some dogs just need to be no, right, down. Right before, <laughs> right before it happened, she was like, where? I was like, mm, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, like, <laughs> he's too dangerous to be kept alive. Well, let's, let's get into it. Let's get into the movie. So, uh... It's kind of, uh... Clearly... I like the oxymoron there, though, and the fact that, like, uh... Like, he... He had to do that, but Batman wouldn't have. I know, isn't so, that interesting? Isn't that an interesting uh, aspect there? And well, what if Batman, especially very interesting that... Yeah, and then uh, again, Batman's dealing with a guy that has knives. I was going to say, Batman wouldn't be trying to hold but back again, with fucking same, heat No, it's the same scenario, though, because the Joker is just as dangerous as Zod in the in the fact that he put, like, an entire city Everything else first, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, I'm just saying, okay, put Batman in that exact same scenario. You literally got someone in this fucking sleeper hold, which is exactly what he had him in, and he's like, what's Joker doing? If he's shooting a gun, then he's just going to try to disable his arms. He doesn't, you know, I mean, you disable Joker's yeah. arms, he's not going to be doing too much. But he had fucking lasers coming out of his eyes. There's only okay, one okay, way to take like, him down. True, to, to, true. Wait, wait, wait. To put the scenario in equal terms, <clears throat> the Joker did have laser vision in that he had the trigger to the explosive to set off the devices, right? Mm, true. Break his arms. He can't do but it. But again, it wasn't it a dead man's trigger though. The main crux of what I want to talk about in this podcast is uh, what defeated the Joker. It wasn't Batman that defeated the Joker. It was the people. Of it Gotham. was the city. Yeah. yeah. And the whole crux of this story is the fact that trust is something that is earned. And what's more is you got to keep in mind this is Superman's first outing, and like it, it, like there's a couple of really beautiful moments where he's slowly gaining. The people of Earth's trust, but trust go. It's a two-way street, and he's really alone, right? It, yeah. it, it, in this fight, right? So we'll go into it, but like that's what I'm getting at is Batman didn't have that support system to help him in this movie. <laughs> but I mean, if you take a look at just uh, Batman. Uh Dark Knight, Frank Miller's version, he he shows, he proves that he can kill Superman, right? Like, yep. And he just, he, I mean, maybe he because of his one role, but it, like, he chooses not to, he gets he Oliver to... Choose, and he still doesn't kill the Joker no. in the Dark Knight... Uh, the Joker kills himself, yeah. making yeah. it look like Batman finally broke his rule. Yeah. Well, a lot of, I, I know that uh, a lot of the people online, uh, after the movie came out, that was like a huge point of contention, because Superman doesn't kill, quote He unquote, has, right? though. He has before, yes. 
So is Batman, though. If you look through the history, not oh, the yeah, whole universe, people in the original but like there's, it's, but you're you're even retelling in, every time though. Even in Batman Sam Returns, Burns, Sam Burns, ba- oh yeah, the guy with the bomb, the bomb. He's, <laughs> he like gives him a sl- smug look as he attaches a time bomb to that big guy's <laughs> chest and he throws him in a water fire. The Batwing in the first one, the parade, he literally went down the fucking parade with his Gatling guns, yeah. man. It's just like, whoa. That wasn't murder, it was justice. It's, no, it's like it's like that Patton Oswald Batman thing. Have you guys seen that yet? It's, yeah, yeah. The, it's the follow-up of like the, the same I'm series. I'm so good at fighting that people get tired. So, but what, okay, Batman, what happened to your parents? They're still sleeping. They've been sleeping a long time, you know? Like, just total disconnect. Okay. That so was a gun? Let's let's talk about kind of the ambiance of the story. So, Well, how far back do you want to go? Do you want to go like... Okay, we got a completely different story um, than we're used to on screen. Just like uh, this is, I want to work on a couple of the parallels between the Dark Knight trilogy and this Batman Batman movie. So I'm sorry, Batman Begins and and Man of Steel. Mm -hmm. So uh, Batman Begins starts in a very like ominous tone, where it's like you've got like the the bats flying and they make the symbol or whatever. Whereas Man of Steel starts with like you've got the logos, but then you got that like the drumming right that. Mm. Amazing fucking see, soundtrack. You, start, you see the hieroglyphics that are the Kryptonian language or yeah. whatever, and like right, right the oh, the establishing shot is of course Krypton, but it's a very different Krypton than even anyone most of the people in the comics are used to. Like instead of being this ice world, it's a it's like Pandora. Almost, well, right? it's, yeah. it's been shown as a, a crystal world, like yeah. their their technology that is, uh, and they went into it most, I'd say, in uh, Superman Returns, but like their te- 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 technology for defense, their technology for computers and information, their technology for even their homes is all just based on yeah. crystal. And they all fight, yeah, this movie was definitely a change of pace for that one, because I, I didn't, everyone knows uh, that listen to this podcast that I'm not, a, I love comic type stuff, but I don't dive so much into the comics where I dive into movies. So the only thing I do know is the Superman cinematic universes. This happened before, and it's always been very much of a crystal world. You're right on this one, where it definitely seems Pandora, especially when he hopped on the back of that fucking flying thing. The, the dragon? Shit, man, yeah, fucking Jor-El riding a dragon. I was, like, so, losing my load before minute ten, you know? So right, right off the <laughs> bat, we're, we're introduced <laughs> to a very different Krypton in that uh, we find out right away that uh, Krypton's fate is actually the result of poor decision. Made on the I, I, I love this. Right I love this because, people, like... And people who were designed to lead. That's kind of yeah, the funny no, thing. No, and th- that's the total like catch twenty two of it. Is I yeah. found it so interesting that it was such a barren world and and such a like uh, there it was their own fault. So much of their all their problems were their own fault. And it's like no wonder Jorel has like faith in humanity because like as fucked up as, as we are, as much as we've almost blown up the planet with nukes, like at least we've got some as good soon going as we for us. Still, the core, I told you this would happen. And then well, guy, what would you have us do? We were out of fuel. Right? Well, he and and then he he drops the knowledge bomb of this codex. So. My understanding what was is the codex. Was the codex was all of the DNA of the different like. There, it's very much the classes. Think, think, of, think of Krypton as like a, a bee colony. It looked like a, a skull partial. And that's what I find very interesting. What? That the was box? totally so this original skull from way way way. I back think in the day I think that that is started? without. They didn't mention it in the movie at all, but I honestly think that that is a connection between humanity and Kryptonians. Uh, way back before, maybe they don't some even sort realize of genesis, some sort yeah. of some sort of uh, common origin. Because well, I mean, uh, to put they well, look to, the same. To put your one. mind into it, like here's what I gathered of the codex was. I think people focused a lot on holy shit, like that's a skull. There's a link. To, there's a bridge mm-hmm. to humanity. Maybe the Kryptons were the missing, or the Kryptonians were the missing link. Blah blah blah. I just saw it as a, a carrier device, like quite literally. 
all of the codex was was they manufactured. Th- that's how they reproduced. They literally manufactured their offspring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their how to manufacture it was the codex. Yeah, it, it, and literally, it, I think you the think of it as a big bee well, colony. It, 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 like every this, person has their like. There's drones. There's yeah, workers. Yeah, there's yeah. Yeah, that's how their society worked. In but the like, same way that uh, in the same way bees. that uh, what is it called? Uh, he was able to program the codex into Kal El. Yeah. I think that's what that skull was, is maybe probably a, a common ancestry for all Kryptonians. So probably where when that breeding, or when the breeding started, they chose, you know, that uh, probably a genetically superior person to put that into, which is kind of really interesting because now we're playing into mythology, right? Yeah. That Superman comes from a race of supermen, because they're genetic supermen, essentially, right? Each one is supposed to be the pinnacle of their their uh, discipline, right? Like, the best warriors, the best scientists, etc., right? But it, 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 it's... It, Unless it's you're Jor-El, then you're both. But it was, it was, it was to a fault, though. <laughs> he did kick some ass. It was, it was to a fault, though, because the whole idea was what he brought... What the, he later brings up about the colonies is they couldn't survive without Krypton. And that's probably because of the fact that they're so conditioned to play their roles in society that's what Zod, that they wouldn't know how to survive outside that's of... That's what Zod was getting at, is everyone that's, that spanned and explored fucking died, right? Which I thought was really, really interesting. So, without the element of choice or to choose your own destiny, as it were, like, they were always going to be doomed to to destroy their own planet, right? Because, like, the idea is, like, the idea is if you program something a certain way, it's just a matter of time before it runs its cycle. <laughs> Jeff right Goldblum now. pops up, it's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ca- well, chaos theory. Exactly it, right? uh, <laughs> life uh, finds a way. Do you want some uh, Jeff Goldblum crack? What I find really interesting is, like, wouldn't, like, delicious wouldn't Jarell, wouldn't Jarell find it disgusting to have sex with his wife, though? Because you think about it, they've been, they've been, <laughs> literally, it hasn't happened in thousands in of thousands years. thousands of years, and he's like, I don't know, pretty hot, man. Atlanta looks well, no, no, but, like, I'm not going to complain. If I had the chance, Oxar, but. when he came of age, they were like, "This is your most yeah. compatible partner." Yeah, likely it was like THX eleven thirty eight. Yeah, like, but it's likely. arranged marriages that that happens now. In our, well, yeah, in I know. So but, you're you're asking basically, do they have sex casually for no reason of reproduction? But like, or is it just a, that's a, a good point? Actually, I didn't even consider casual sex, well, yeah. which makes a lot of sense. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're. See, we gotta get this goes where we got this disgusting. We gotta get I got on the phone think, and be like, why yeah, is this not in the script? You didn't. Answer I gotta think that it's it's not even so much just a law thing, but a cultural thing that it's just like I I can't imagine. That they would have gotten as uh, uh, as far as they have technologically without actually you yeah. know bumping uglies once in a while. So but uh, why well, you really need to blow a load in order to fucking? But no, but my point is just like they're, they they want to mine the core. Oh, okay, that's <laughs> gone. I just mined a core myself. <laughs> <laughs> I held it in my hand. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is their contraceptives, their prophylactics are probably pretty sex. damn good. You know, <laughs> that was the. Okay, we fucking came with way out of the fucking mythos, No, but, uh, I mean, what what I'm getting at is, so, it's interesting because... It was very important to note that he was the first natural birth. It made him very, very, very human and also... A catalyst for change. One in a million, you know? Like, he gave, uh, there's so much parallel between him and Moses. Like, I mean, oh, it's yeah, just yeah. like well, this. Th- that and the Jesus analogy, too, right? So I did, I wasn't a huge fan of that when he, like, floated out of the spaceship. I was like, ah, that's what bothered you? Uh, what bothered me was oh, in the church and fucking Jesus yeah. just looking no, at me. No, no. like, yeah. I fucking yeah. no, no. I, it was on the nose. It, sure, those it was on the nose, but holy shit, did I love that scene because it's just like, what does Superman. 
Like, I like how the priest was scared of him. Oh, he had yeah. the, the priest was scared of him. Yeah, like, scared of him, yeah. but but at the same, like, and for good reason, right? Yeah. Because it's a question of like his entire ideology. Supposed to be, ideology. Supposed to be but, but no, I mean, I think that you take the Prometheus uh, quote if if you're going that far. Like if uh, you know they said in that movie, if the engineers created us, like still somebody had to create them. So like the question still is out there. I don't think that really flies Snake in the face of, of religion. Exactly, uh, uh, Ouroboros. But. Um, I love that scene where he was in the church talking to the priest because it's like a Superman talking to a Catholic priest. It's so out of the ordinary. It's nothing you've ever seen before, and it's totally fascinating. Okay, okay let's, let's rewind. Let's get to that. No, yeah, you're right. Okay. That was good. That so, was good. So, okay, wait, wait. But, well, a friend of mine brought up this this interesting little kind of side note. He's like, okay, so if if uh, Zod was trained to be like a military leader, how the fuck does Jarrell beat the shit out of him? And my thought process is that. If he's willing to uh, take a step out of the norm and like have sex with his wife to procreate, yeah. I think he's he's a he's one of the bolder scientists. And if anything, just like okay, the same way that Zod, out of desperation, had a coup to take over their government, yeah. I think. Jarrell out of desperation started thinking outside well, the box. It's, like, it's, 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 to kind it, of, have, it was, it's under the same. It, it was uh, more. Let me go. You it, it was more of. I think. I don't think it was. A, there's ever been a fucking uh, Kryptonian versus Kryptonian. Yeah, there, before. There. So I think more. It was more uh, Jarrell's ability to. Try to I think kill another Kryptonian that took Zod by surprise, which is why he kicked his fucking. Which ass. is interesting because I, even, I, even Zod, Zod made was move. surprised by when he killed Jarrell. Hey, Zod yeah. made the move yeah, to, yeah. to uh, just go above. I think the I think same problem. Two different ideas of the solution. This is, is what happened. This is I, I I saw the relationship between Zod and Jarrell, and I think they played it out so well. Oh, yeah. so they were the two best they, but honestly. Characters. It's, it's like you two guys 20 years later, but you guys hate each other later on. Like, it, it seems like they did a lot of good together. Yeah. No, but I'm saying it seems like <laughs> you know your enemies so way, well because everything I do is for the betterment of the, the day, podcast. They were brothers. It sounds like <laughs> oh no matter how violent, yeah. no matter how gruesome. What I'm saying is like way back in the day. I will ensure this I, podcast survival. <laughs> I want. Kingston. <laughs> 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 I want a fan fiction or a comic book of Zod and Jarrell 20 years ago. Or I, I don't know what they're a what their They got a Kryptonian apartment you know, together. Yeah. So it makes me think like <laughs> he might have fought alongside with Zod because yeah. it just they, they, they ingrained such I don't a think relationship. Fought, but there. they were they were. But I, he was around it. Maybe yeah. he was a military. I, he was, he's been it was Lara. It was Lara that was the wedge between the weapons. He was there. I think he was in the field. Yeah, and I think that. Keep in mind what he said. Given the uh, what I was going to say is, uh, if you let it play out without uh, Krypton destroyed or whatever, I would assume that they would eventually have taken their place in the council, both of them. So I think, like, they, uh, like my thought process is that the, the no, the they council, wouldn't have the council. Uh, well, well, my thought was that the council is probably uh, made of like. The, the leaders of each of the fields, right? So that way they represent the best interests of each field that's within. Fair. And that was my mentality. That and they're all sense. led by one kind of leader that's supposed to have empathy for all of them or whatever. So my thought was that, that, that they're kind of destined to be, like, uh, they're on opposing sides, but they're supposed to eventually uh, go into roles where they're both kind of part of the council and work together for the betterment of, the, of Krypton. Man, w- what a departure, hey? Like, when, I mean, Zod having a coup in the first place is... Uh, 
in the in the Richard Donner cut and, and from the large like cultural knowledge of of the origins of Superman, uh, he his revenge comes after he's sent to the Phantom Zone. But in this, he has a coup and like walks into and that. It's justified. See, but it's justified. It's but he walks into the room and he's just like, "You guys fucked up." And he like see, shoots he, one of them where straight off. The information. It seems like all the other counselors or people that run run Krypton basically are like, "No, no, we're fine. We're good. We're Jor El screaming." Wolf basically to them, well, but Zod's on the them. same side. He's just taking a different approach to that was exactly saving Krypton. Yeah. So you guys got to remember once again. I think that relationship. There's remember, a relationship before. But, but hold on, yeah. remember that scene where it was well, fucking weak years. Well, he even says he's it like, was, "You are half the man you used it to." It was Ghost Jor-El versus fucking Zod when they were talking, and this gets back to my fucking piece. my biggest one of my biggest piss offs of the movie was how big of a, a fucking Ghost Jor-El played. Yeah, I'm, I'm on your side. I think. Well, I just think it would have been dynamite if they would have kept him alive up to a certain point where Zod killed him afterwards. Anyway, I'll talk about that. No, after. I disagree on that point. <laughs> well, no, but I, we'll talk about that one after. But remember that scene where he's even where Zod's arguing with himself. He's like, "I'm contemplating genocide with a, or I'm arguing the merits of genocide with a with a ghost." Yeah. Right? Yeah. He talked about with his past relationship and how fucking. What did he say to Kal El when he first took, when Kal El first got to the ship afterwards? He was like, uh, he was talking about his father. He's like, "Me and Jorel always had the same." No, no relationship. We, we just no, no, never no, seen we, eye to we, eye. Uh, you, your father and I never saw eye to eye. But the one thing we did agree upon was Krypton's doom. Was, was Krypton the doom? Yeah. Okay. Uh, but either way, I'm just saying you're, you're right. There's definitely a big history there, and I would love to explore because those two are my this, favorite characters in this entire movie. This I, leads into one of my saw it is my entire favorite character in that movie. He was I fucking awesome. Saw the actor, and I, to me, like so Benicio good. del Toro, I hate him as an actor, and that guy reminded me of Benicio. So instantly, I was <laughs> like, oh, I'm like, not Benicio del Toro. Just like there's certain actors where you just you see them yeah. and you're just like, ugh, this he fucking guy again. Voice. And I've never seen this guy as an actor before. I can't even tell you his name. I'm sure Michael Shannon. Boom. See, see how good yeah. that was. Um, <laughs> I, I was I was super impressed. He One of my favorite the, characters. Boom. Boom. The part. I would love to see him. But eight more movies done. I would pay every time. But not now. But he's dead now. But it brought that brings us really wide head. He does have a wide head. Every movie. Jor El is. Oh, not Jor El. Sorry, Zod. Michael Shannon. No, no, Michael Shannon's. Kicking, he's on the fucking promotion. I just heard him on right the now. fucking bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but that brings brings it to I think one of the best cuts of the best edits of the entire movie is like there's this epic battle. There's this coup, of course. Like the greater army and the greater council of Krypton catches Zod and his insurgents and and brings them to justice in a stupid way. The fucking Phantom Zone. We'll get into that in a sec. But then um, uh, Jor El is able to to make this launch happen. He's picked Earth. He's given uh, choice and chance and opportunity. That is the only opportunity to his his only son because everybody on the surface of the planet is doomed. The only reason that Zod survives is because so stupid too. It's just like, oh, let's imprison you before the planet explodes. Five minutes before it explodes. Well, keep but, in mind the council but, didn't acknowledge that fact. They don't believe. No, no, no. I know. I, 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 I do understand. Think he was going to go, I do right? understand because they refused to believe. Aren't they in their own doom. face? But then you've got that scene where, like, <laughs> big old Superman on the top of that dick-headed fucking shuttle to Earth. He's just this fucking super sperm going to penetrate Earth. And just before it hits the ovum of the planet, all of a sudden you're like, boom. Okay, we're now adult Clark. Present day. Uh, yeah. Which kind of reminded me a lot of uh, the opening to Batman Begins where uh, you see him fall down uh, the well. The, the well. well. And then he's looking into the cave and then the bats come and then you cut to like the fucking Chinese prison. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, it was very ju- like. It, but just before we move on to that point, I find to me the best scene, the scene of, that, of, of the entire movie was the Jor-El Zod fight scene at the start. I thought that was incredible. I loved 
fucking watching that Krypton. Yeah, uh, I feel the like the destruction of Krypton oh was amazing god, with yeah. uh, with Zod was coming Lara there, the there just accepting oh her fate. Oh my god! Yeah. So the artificial intelligence on Krypton um, it really uh, reminds me of uh, Brainiac. Well, it, that that yeah. is what Brainiac. Yeah, is. and that's what Brainiac yeah. is. Is this is the first first yeah. iteration? Well, it looks like it looks like they're following the. Um, like more of the modern iteration of Brainiac where he's kind of like he's Kryptonian technology because the original one is he's like this random alien that's half bio half mm-hmm. whatever yeah. but this looks like this is the technology that's going to become Brainiac to the point where by the end of the movie I'm like I don't think they even need to do Brainiac in a sequel because I feel that anything that they bring into the table with Brainiac isn't going to match that giant fucking terraformer fight that, <laughs> that earth super, engine because like i mean he's pretty much that's what he's that's what the fight to, with brainiac's gonna be it's him versus a bunch of tentacles but yeah uh i really liked how my it, only argument that or one if they was, get him was before that iteration yeah. well no my only argument was that one for people that don't know brainiac yeah. like me like i'm not very overly familiar like i know what he is and i know when you say tentacles but, but i the, still would like to see bruce bruce did a but, really good iteration of brainiac where um what ends up the destruction of krypton is actually his fault He's like a master computer that runs everything on Krypton, and basically he knows that the core's going to blow up, and he doesn't let the council know. Yeah, because he wants to... He basically, logically, if Krypton ends, I'll have all the information on Krypton, and that task will be complete, and I can move on to other worlds and start gathering that information. Totally, and I honestly think that they could still pull that into this this iteration. The other other thing... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, the ultimate... Form of of Brainiac is always like a humanoid, right? Like, yeah. So like he might be tentacle sort of version of this original version of this world engine, and somewhere in the destruction of that uh, is the somehow it finds it. And what would be cool is if if Brainiac is born from a fusion of Kryptonian technology and human technology, which is entirely possible. LexCorp, for instance, yeah. LexCorp gets a hand yeah. on some of that yeah. that fallen alien tech, it's starts open to fuse for it interpretation with, to and that would be awesome if it, if it was put into like a humanoid or, sort of figure or and then, Boyer, I should say, yeah. The one thing I wanted to say about Brainiac is uh, I I don't know as much lore like you said I know a little bit more about Superman but yeah, I there are there's version after version after yep. version of Brainiac and in some of the cartoons I want to say Teen Titan yep the version of Brainiac actually helps the Teen Titans. Oh, I'm sorry, that's League of Heroes. They're like whatever. Yeah, so, yeah, so no, it's, it, Brainiac that's Brainiac like three. Like yeah. when, once he gets to six, that's where he just like Snaps. nobody can stop me. He just Hitler's it and he just goes. Yeah. So it's it's, it's really and he just gets more powerful from there. It's a really interesting. It depends character. where they bring him in, right? So so what, uh, what I found interesting is uh, the the reinterpretation of the Phantom Zone and basically using it as kind of like slip space technology for travel. So there's the, the Phantom Zone. They use it as a prison yeah. as well as the Phantom Drive, which they use to kind of jump throughout the galaxy, which allows for interstellar travel for them. That's how how uh, Kal-El is able to get to Earth so soon. Well, it's because yeah. Jor-El's design. It's yeah, exactly. He he remodified the Phantom. Uh, uh, what is it? The Phantom Engine into yeah. yeah. And it's essentially what ends up happening with uh, Zod, Zod yeah. after he gets freed as well. Yeah. So, so okay, like they said, uh, we basically get this huge opening twenty minutes or so of this epic battle and, and fucking so Krypton. much mythos being. Oh, it, it started off fucking like it, the wad was just blowing right in your face right from the get go, <laughs> but it just there was, there was there was more load <laughs> like to come. Like you have to save the tree. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, as soon as we see the the baby or the like the Sully. thing the, the, the thing gets shot to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's coming out later just, this summer. Yeah, I just fused two characters from like a Pixar movie. <laughs> That's a good Jake thing. Sully. Good comparison. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, and then all of a sudden, yeah, we boom, we're on the fishing boat. It's fucking deadliest catch. And this is where a lot of people edition. had the most problem with it because they're just like, 
why does he have a beard and why does he look like a hobo and why is he it. like on the lamb? Why is I he a ghost? It. I, I thought I, it was awesome. I love it. I, I I was very skeptical. I talked to you, Steve, about this movie when they released the first trailer. I was like, I'm lost. I'm really intrigued by it. I, I had a lot of apprehensions because the retelling of a story every fucking time we got to go through the rehashing of the Batman, the Superman. Let's say they do the Flash or Wonder Woman next. We're going to have to go through Amazon and Metro City or wherever the fuck he's from. Edge City. Edge City. City. Star City. One of those four. I think it's Star. No, that's no, that's Arrow. Arrow is Star City. Central City. Central City. Sure. So, but you you see what I mean? Like, so I was expecting the first twenty minutes to half hour being that uh, whatever happened on Krypton, then birth, then child raising, then blah blah blah. Like the they they Tarantino Smallville. But yeah, like I, I loved the I twist. Did. I right, yeah. right into just the the hulky motherfucker that's going to be the the heroine or hero of the day. Heroine. Wow, I was thinking uh, Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was the hero drug. of the day. The, the, the hero of the day, and it, and they jumped back and forth. And I think every time they went back and forth, it, it actually helped the, paint the picture, except for the part where. Oh man! Oh, okay, I, don't, I, I, I thought it was well okay, done we just because like, the, the, the little things, already. like things that he sees and the experiences that he have, bring back those memories. I thought it was really well, well done. I, and I also really like the touch of the fact that the fact that he's trying to find who he is is all due to the genesis of the change of who Jonathan Kent is in this. Story. Oh, well, such a great adaptation! It, in the original, in the comics, as well as in the Donner version, Jonathan Kent was always this very like he's like you're going to be great, you're going to be awesome, and I can't wait for you to be this person. And because of that, he goes right. He goes to the path to I'm going to become Superman. He knows from day one he's going to be Superman. Yeah. But because Jonathan Kent is more representative of modern man, yes, the fact that we yeah. are fearful of change. Damn right. At the same time, and of each he, other. And at the same time, he's his dad. And like the, the the utmost the utmost important thing as a father as a parent is to protect your child. Mm-hmm. So the moment he shows who he is. There's the like he might not be as powerful as he thinks he is, and it, it, the moment that people know that, I think like, it's clear that he thing, doesn't know. Yeah, exactly. So he wants to protect his son, right? That's the first. That's his first duty as a, a father. Right? A lot of people are saying, uh, <laughs> namely Ralph Garman. I know yeah. he's listening. The uh, <laughs> the uh, about how they didn't like this version of Jonathan Kent, but I think Goyer wrote a more realistic version of exactly what would happen in modern day no, family. Hey, you know, you know what I want to say is that it's I find you're it talking very, to a father. That I do the exact same thing. I find it very ironic. I don't because want you to get that outcasted. is a big problem that people are having with this movie is the change in Jonathan Kent and how he he's giving a different message to. And Ralph Garment went off about how he's like telling Clark to like, oh, hide your powers, don't be special, hide from everyone. That's exactly how everyone reacts. What I find so ironic is that. Honestly, I think that in this day and age, I think culturally, globally, we're more aware of that kind of sense. But I honestly think that it was even more prevalent in older like timelines, older versions of Superman. It's just there was this idealistic view of how accepting and, and hopeful humanity is. Yeah. And I, what I think is ironic is that is Jonathan Kent is more accurate for older versions of Superman yeah, yeah. than he is now. I think it's very, very unrealistic for like the Golden Age and Silver Age Superman to be so widely accepted of humans without question. Well, yeah. that's one thing that uh, that well, I know Go- I keep saying Goyer because yeah, he was the sole writer, but obviously no one had the input as well as Schneider and the whole, the whole works. Um, but like, I think to, what did I say, Schneider? Schneider, Schneider Wieners. Yeah, no, we 
had some bologna for supper. It's on my mind. The, uh, but no, I think the way I'll say Metropolis after I have this delicious hot dog. <laughs> no, I think the, the, the character they developed was very much, and that was, I think, what Nolan did with the whole uh, Batman reboot, is they grounded it as much as in reality as they possibly could when you're dealing with a fucking alien. I think the way people reacted, I think it's pretty accurate. The Opening way, up on the, the way birth. Kent reacted, I thought, is dead on. And it's all yeah. about the motivation of the character. So yeah. without Jonathan supporting him becoming this great thing from the get-go, right? He has to he he's essentially put in a role where he has to find who he is. Like he can't he can't just become Superman. Like in in the Donner version, because his dad dies that's why he's like, well, I need to, I need to do something with these powers. I just didn't know what I have to do, right? But in this one, it's a lot better because of, uh, in my opinion, it's a lot better because of the fact that because his father told him to hide who he is, he's kind of like, well, uh, he's mixed about what he should do, and he's he, he can't help himself. And from it breaks saving your people. fucking heart, like. Because it shows how shitty humanity is. Yeah. Like, like especially the scene in the bar where the guy pours the beer on him. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like you're like this is who. And it's it's interesting because you get to the whole thing like throwing stones at Jesus type mm-hmm. thing, right? Where it's just like how how like this is we are giving him the example of who we are as a as a people, right? Mm-hmm. So and that makes the thing like like Zod's offer becomes appealing at that point, right? It's like, fuck that shitty trucker guy. Yeah, let's let's build our society over these pieces of shit. Because, uh, like, the thing is, for all intents and purposes, we're primitives to them, right? We're, oh, yeah. we're apes, right? Well, but, technically, if, 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 if it was human versus... Kryptonian on their home planet, we would we would be equal, would we not? It's the or, power or of the we? star that. Keep in mind, they're much more. They're sli- okay, but, but their intelligence level is much yeah. higher. Well, than no, us. the the converse is that we wouldn't be able to handle the atmosphere, so we would become even weaker uh, than we are now. Well, then we would die. Of uh, well, true, yeah, but but I mean, just in the way that. Uh, the son of Krypton is able to become so powerful, so much more powerful than like most other Kryptonians in the light of the well, yellow sun. Well, yeah, if we were in the atmosphere of Krypton, we'd be weaker. A later sun is no. What they said, what they said was that Krypton is a harsher environment. So the, uh, the Kryptonians uh, grew up in an environment that wasn't as nourishing. Hmm. So as such, they're tougher. And so when they came to Earth, not only did the sun's radiation give them uh, amazing powers. But the low gravity means that their muscle mass is a lot stronger than ours. And because of our nourishing environment... So in other words, if we went to their environment, we would suffocate within millions, uh, within minutes because we wouldn't have the same nutrient or yeah. the same uh, yeah. mix that we need. Yeah. Uh, much oxygen, right? Yeah, so, that's fair. Even, even, even Martha Kent says that he had a hard time breathing as a child yep. because yeah. of that. It, it'd be like it'd be as if you went to like a super humid environment <laughs> yeah, she and it was, takes you a while to acclimate right because you're like I can't I'm drowning in this like humidity this right? is so. where this is where I got into so enthralled with Martha and, and Jonathan Kent I, fucking Diane Lane and Costner fucking oh, nailed it on. in my eyes because in Those I can't remember which scene scenes. she said that yeah. but when she, when she was like I would always worry because you were having such a hard oh, time it's, it's after he says uh, he, he found who his parents really are right. and then she breaks down and says they're going to take you away from me because right? yeah she said yeah. That you always always had such a hard time breathing as a child and she said I would never sleep constantly watching you but yeah. then she would follow up with but you would always come through I you will go through some horrible hardships but you will yeah. always yeah, be able to pull through there. it right I uh, that brings me to my second second favorite moment in the entire movie is as, as he's uh, is showing uh, this progression of this ghost like he works at a place tries to stay under the radar then something happens and he ends up saving people yeah. and then he has to run away and cycle repeats cycle repeats cycle repeats because he's aimless right he doesn't actually well, have Lois a, Lane a nails it and but I love how she did it I love the 
the the moment when uh, it shows him as a child experiencing that moment where he's seeing the like muscle and skeleton of all these kids yeah. around him. He can hear everything in the school, on the playground, on the planet is what you know we're led to believe. And he even has that moment where he like says the world's too big. And there's this moment where like it's a Martha Kent that we have not seen before, and she's yeah. always been nurturing, she's always been caring for him, but to be so understanding of his situation and to, and to uh, like be that guiding star in his early life it's such a beautiful poignant moment and from the voiceover from the trailers I thought it was just like I thought it was going to be them at home them kind of like you know having yeah, this moment it happens, him down. It happens yeah. at the school like yeah. people are watching and everything like it's such a beautiful touching moment which yeah. speaking of the trailer is what I've been all excited about is most of the trailers footage like we were terrified that we'd seen the whole yeah. movie yeah. when Stephen we walked in there which technically yeah. we did if one thing I found no really one thing so. I found is no. that it was so fast going into it it like, was so fast like I mean the end of the trailer like showed some of the action scenes towards the end but going into it it was like boom trailer 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 and most of the trailer was taken care of in the first like 20 minutes half hour of the movie like done and out of the way let's get the rest of the stuff on the go and then yeah, it's like what's point. gonna happen now I was like really obviously happy. he's gonna fight Zod because Zod's oh, yeah. Like the statement there is like, I'm gonna find, come find you. I will find him. There you go. So, <laughs> well, and, and like, that's another And I point. thought that so, that was the best because we were all terrified. They didn't bury the, the lead with the, ki- with the campaign, was, which is a direct yeah. answer to Iron Man. Zod sure. is, uh, yeah. Zod I don't really, interrupt at all. <laughs> Sorry? Sorry. <laughs> Did I? No, you let her talk. You came in though. That's what I was laughing at. Go, keep going. Okay. I'm kidding. Go. <laughs> no, I'll say fine. <laughs> Shut up. She's not go. Um,. <laughs> Sorry, I just completely derailed this whole fucking show. I know. I was yeah. gonna say is uh, how uh, Zod considers uh, uh, Kal El an abomination for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. He even, yeah, he even says it's heresy. Call. Heresy that uh, that uh, Jarrell had a natural mm-hmm. birth, right? Well, yeah, I never it's realized no one's right. done it in scene. And, and I think right? that that kind of it's interesting because you kind of see it in their first encounter when he. Uh, when uh, when he's like on the Kryptonian ship and he's rejecting the atmosphere because mm-hmm. he's so used to yeah, you know, yeah. and he's just kind of like oh, look at fig- this fucking figures figures yeah. the mutt would have problems in our environment right? yeah so, totally yeah. but it, then that comes back and in his face when he just gets fucking pummeled with too much sensory overload right well, yeah. I'm not yeah. a fan of how quick he picked it up I under- and I, I feel like the the way well, they the, well. the way they can get away with that is how Kalal even tells him. Like, ah, it took me a long time to... to oh, she hadn't told that, me. Yeah, that, that, that part bugged me. You gave it away! You could tell him how to literally beat you. Bitch slapped because, him into the ground yeah, into eternity. When he, when he took it, takes oh, his helmet off towards off. the end, all he, he's like concentrates on his hand because he's because he's like be, I had like, to I was just like oh, I don't think they explained it did they but it's more guys. that you kind of no, put like, two and two no, together where Zod's the fucking saying, like, military bred like, to be a military no they kind of yeah, hit you over he, the he head with bred, that he was bred to hone his senses so hence he, his learning curve was a lot quicker Faster. Than yeah. but I mean like he but did give it away with the key though. from oh, yeah, fucking yeah, he Kal-El he's just like ha 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 Zod you're having some trouble aren't you well this is what I went through when I was a child and it really helped me get to a different place so, you know, like a three step process you really want to start here and Zod's just like slowly okay, I'm going to yeah, use this think, against you in sorry. 20 minutes let's bring it back a little bit before <laughs> Zod makes his seven stages of grief <laughs> before Zod makes his epic fucking appearance which I love his little takeover there of uh, but like let's just worldwide communication let's just spit oh, it back yeah. I think the, there's still more we got to talk about with him growing up as totally of it yeah because our like the whole 
bully scene. They kept they repeated it quite a few times. Was plenty. Like he was bullied his entire life. But no, like I can't believe like He's even, a that, even that last one, Man. like which I think was almost toward. It was definitely within the, either the third act or just before the third act, like where he's gripping the fence post. Oh yeah, I'm just saying they repeatedly hounded on the bullying aspect. He's like, of the Dad, whole I wanted to punch movie. him so bad. So many good lines from Jonathan Kent. He has every reason. To turn his back on humanity, I think that even, was the point they were did, stressing. Yeah, good point. Even Jonathan's just like, yeah. Even a little part of me wishes you had. Wish you had. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then, did it make you feel Where better? Does it get you? Yeah. And then he tells them the truth. AKA, about he's what he dead. Is. <laughs> well, the whole like, even I've seen this. I've seen can the I, fucking. Can I just be keep, like stay being your son? Yeah, I've seen that in the trailer so many times, and they did it again, which is identical oh. in the whole fucking thing. And I still <laughs> fucking cracked a, a cracked a fucking tear. In the that dude one. next to me was like, Yeah, they had a moment. <laughs> like, they like nodded awesome. at each other. Like, yeah. hey, I get it. Yeah, like I, I had the tears coming down my face, and he like okay, looked so, at me. So so let's him, let's like, lead into uh, the twister. Well, okay, let's go into the reveal because he gets a suit before that part. Hmm? Like they show, basically, he says, "Did mm-hmm. God make me this way?" And then when Jonathan Kent was like, "Well, no," and let's go have a little visit to what you came into yeah. Earth in, and then that's when you're it this gets such a, a little bit interesting. You are for the me. answer, son. You're the answer. To, are we alone in the universe? Because this is where the only Can part, <laughs> the only part that I'll, I'll bring this up now. I think the weakest character for me in this whole movie was Lois Lane, Lord Fishburne, and I and I did not. <laughs> what sorry, are you doing? I didn't. Yeah. I did not like. No, no, no. I, I did not she like I disagree. Character I, she was I disagree. I disagree. hundred percent. You know what yeah. I had a problem with was how they put them in the first scene together. Yes. That, that, well, it all like started with Clark's, this whole ice fucking. Well, no, Clark's expedition. just there, like holding her back. It was a funny moment because she's like, "Careful, those are heavy," and he kind of just gives her a look. But honestly, I thought that was. Uh, I don't know. The, it was really weak. I know you think that, but I kind of liked it. The problem honestly. I have with that placement is if you didn't do that whole scene. He would have his Fortress of Solitude-ish. That's what I kind of felt the it was a, it was a pseudo. Was. But where yeah. did all this so come hard. from? Like, but it's because it was a, it was a scout ship from way 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 back. No, I get in the day that. Okay, but so like it literally came out of Optimus nowhere. It's like, I know, but that's, that's what pisses me off. <laughs> had you not done this? Had you not done this? Twenty five million have years ago, stringing him along through the whole thing. You could Which have had one thing I got a problem with too. Exactly. So you delete you delete that. You have not that shitty interaction with Lois Lane off the start. And you have a Fortress of Solitude where he can you can say, I stood there for a week and contained the wealth of knowledge that I need to blah, blah, blah. I'm and actually glad that he doesn't I like have Russell that knowledge. You know, Trust me, he did a great yeah. job. But you wouldn't have to do any of that. You know what bothers I me, though? I think it had to be have? different. Go ahead. Sorry, that's it. Go. Um, uh, no, I agree with you. I, th- I thought it did have to be different because of the fact that, like, mm. I don't know why people have, like, such a chip on their shoulder about the AI Russell Crowe, and they have no problem with fucking Marlon Brando pre-recorded tapes. No. They fucking talk to him all the way until he's, he's an early. He's like, by the way, we're going to examine the human heart. And okay, hold on. Be- <laughs> let, let me give you some background on why I didn't like the Russell Crowe. Because he was Maybe awesome? we should well, no, hey, I've, I've watched... Okay, yeah, good point. We'll each have a go. I'll go first. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm we, saying. I've watched, I've watched all the TV spots. Anyone that knows me knows I don't mind... Spoilers doesn't ruin it for me. It makes me want to see things even more. I'll, I'll read a fucking entire plot point, so and I will absolutely <laughs> love love it, and I'll still don't want to see it. You're. Oh, I got a pedal point. The uh, the uh, so like I've watched all the TV spots. I've watched all the featurettes, and the one f- fucking TV spot that pretty much had my jaw drop is when I got to see Cal El face to face with Jor El, and that's when he went falling back to Earth, and I was just like, holy fuck. This would be incredible if they steered the story to make Jor-El die, like, after interacting with his son a little bit, like, adult son, and then have him die, like, towards the end or or third act or something like that, like, Zod kills him where he can't get at him quick enough, something like that. That got me really, really excited. 
So I think that's where I didn't like the whole AI Jor-El because I was kind of hoping for that aspect of the, of the story. The way that that goes, though, is I honestly think that he would, if he had have met jor in the flesh, that it would have he would have had less of a connection with his human dad. The fact that he never met Jorel in the flesh, I think that that's kind of important. Really? Yeah. Cause his, what was it? Like, I don't know. Like, he, was, he didn't really this, stress on the fact he's, he's this, like, are you real? Like, no, I, he didn't no, really, but, I'm pointing, I'm trying to no, but get I mean, touching. He's, he, he kind of explained that's that he was his consciousness or whatever, but his dad was always, like, his real parents were always these, like, sentient beings that he never really knew anything of kind of thing. For them to actually be there, I think it would be weird. Here's here's my issue, and uh, here's one of the like it's it's one of those sort of contention issues with Superman uh, is that like the way they played Marlon Brando in in the original Donner cuts and everything as Jor-El after his decease, uh, his demise, and after the destruction of Krypton it was this big floating giant head. And uh, that's kind of like uh, take a look at that old TG mm, incoming message from the big giant head. Yeah, exactly. Well, not ju- not just that. There's the alien connection, <laughs> French Stewart. But um, sorry, man. Um, but it's. I was thinking more. You remember that show from TGIF on ABC, Teen Angel? Teen Angel. God was literally just called the big giant head, played by Ron Glass, who was from yep. Firefly it's, uh, Serenity. No. Um, Fantastic. Such a good show. Uh, but the the whole point is that like, okay, if 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 you do want to take Superman as kind of like the savior son of God sent from on high to come and teach us a lesson about how shitty we are right now, then Marlon Brando, Jor-El, is God. Like, and, and, and is therefore incorporeal and is like kind of this floating big giant head and there's a distance. And, and the, what was missing, I thought, not that he had that much interaction with the new Jor-El, and there was cool moments where he's just like, I'll show you through this ship, Lois. Move your head to the left. Like, I fucking hated that. Oh, I thought there, it was an opportunity to, cool. Cool, to do cool stuff, but I think that it would have played out better, honestly, had there been that moment where, where Clark is so excited to finally find out where he's from, finally find out who his parents are, finally talk to his dad, because he's always got to have the ability Wouldn't to talk to him. Wouldn't that be better if it was actually but, him? But no, 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 no. To, to finish my point, it's just that he's got to have that realization that this just isn't his dad, and he can't Previously. stop death. Previously, yeah. it was a pre-recording, and he'd ask questions, and it would go, I cannot answer that. I am a pre-recorded. And there's always these limitations. Not literally robot style. Not literally up me. That one hundred percent is the right question. Like he shouldn't be able to walk at the same height as his dad. He shouldn't. There should be this distance between him and his now dead birth father because that is the one major thing that like is Superman's problem is that he wants to save everybody all at once. And instead of like he's got this idea. Exactly. He can't defeat death, and he he wants to save everybody individually. But what? He realizes in the course of his entire like superhero uh, saving Metropolis in the world experience is that he can't save people individually. What he can save is the race of humanity. I mean, he okay. watched one dad die. Wasn't that enough? For you? Well, answer me. Can anyone answer me this question? Yeah. Why the fuck did Zod want Lois Lane? Because he was. Oh, he saw he saw them together on Earth and I was like, it. "What the hell?" And all the news people no, even said, I, I, I kind of want to go that. back. Well, let us try our theories. <laughs> let us let lower the news. Everyone, like even <laughs> figure even, out even even yeah, us normies. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the newscaster because that pisses me off. That's one reason the why the newscaster even said, "Remember the 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 the, the, the uh, shitty guy that had the internet blog." 
Yeah, he, said, he like, was Lois like, Lane knows the location Lois Lane of this guy. knows where that guy is. I'm sorry, so, if so he, he hacked, hacked him, he knew that. Whoa, if he hacked the world, oh, I mean, now we're media. guessing. Now we're guessing. We no, can guess it's not. Right. He learned. He guessing. learned every language on the planet within minutes of appearing and took over every computer. Oh, you, just you sure? Yeah, like. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure these guys can figure out. Like, hey, everybody's talking about this Google thing. Let's go. Holy shit! We can literally. Oh well. Just like the yeah, yeah, okay, okay, but totally. he got Clark, the world wide web. He's got Clark Kent <laughs> though. He's got. Like, he's got Kal El. Yes, go ahead. The floor is yours. Here's the how, how did they find Kal El? Because he activated the, the beacon ship. from the ship. Who were yeah. the two people in the ship when the beacon went off? Yeah, him mm. and Lois. Him and Lois. Mm. They were what? detected by the ship. Mm. So why the fuck would they? Like, he has Kal El. Why does he care about Lois Lane? Probably because she curiosity. was curiosity. Sheer curiosity, I think. Uh, again, remember again. They, they, no, no, remember, it's an remember, educated remember, guess. They b- injected them both, and they they mind probed them because he wanted to find the ship. I don't yeah, think he, he them. Okay, hold on. I don't. Th- remember, I don't, she's like, I. I they didn't I, inject I, her. Brain they brain put a breathing mask on her. No, remember they said they 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 she's got like, it to my head. And he said, yeah. And I gave them information. He's like, that's okay. They did that to me too. Remember? They didn't. They didn't show it. But he does mention he it post they 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 She's got like, they, right. it's not my fault. I didn't tell them the shit. I didn't just. He's like, no, no, no. no the, I get it. They took your blood. They went in your the head. Genesis, they did the same it's the Genesis. It's the Genesis ship. Okay, yeah. that makes. Okay, I understand he's trying to find the ship, but I just didn't know. I thought they stuck the breather on Lois Lane, put her into a room, no. and well, then before they can do whatever with her, which is what I wanted to know, they needed she broke out. And I'm like, what's the point of that fucking scene? They needed to check how much she knew because as soon as she wasn't useful anymore, she was jettisoned. Because she, she might discarded. have known the location no. where the where the she, pod was put. The, she uh, wasn't dead. She escaped. We don't. Yeah, no, she, that's the thing. We don't know what Zod was going to do with her because they she wanted escaped. the information from her. Okay. Well, no. That that's what I was asking. I'll go with, that, I'll go with Tito's. That will make sense. Wait, they like, he's, right he's a military her, person, find, right? They didn't find check the, every so, every avenue. Can I say one thing about? No. I want to say something about Jarrell's AI thingy. All right. Go. Um. Uh, you can stop being what, conscious. What I liked about it, uh, what I liked about it is, it said it sets up uh, Kryptonian artificial intelligence really well, which could be uh, anchored into a brainiac. For yeah, us. yeah, Fair totally. If, if it can think on its own, right? If it's the consciousness of, of whatever and can think on its own, real even, time. Even the terraformer ship mm-hmm. seemed to think on its own. Remember, yeah. it knew that he was coming to destroy it. Yeah. Oh, it, it is. Fighting and them, the yeah. thing is, is, it's not like Zod said, "Hey, our our Indian Ocean." Planet destroyer is being attacked. Yeah. They Zod it, it, had no it, idea where Kalel was. Yeah, he was engaging the military at that time. Yeah, they're pitiful. Military. Okay, no, fair enough. You <laughs> want to? Go, <laughs> I know we jumped ahead, but I just want that was we one really big far thing. We did. What I wanted to we talk about was oh, Lois Lane. Logically, my bad. Oh, we're jumping around. <laughs> anyway, so he meets Lois Lane, and I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> that scene in the graveyard I thought was really cool. Also, why? Not the graveyard one. No, I'm talking about when oh, she. I what? thought that was kind of cool when he's like getting her bags and cater- she's like, oh, that one. you know, because it's it's the whole like Clark Kent disguise thing kind of playing out right yeah. in the playing beginning, the you know. Yeah. And she like she doesn't really know anything about him from the beginning. But I mean, you never know. Like what I kind of hoped was that there would be hearsay about him, and then she happens to stumble into him and knows instantly that that's the guy, right? But that's not. That's really we thought it was going to get played out, but quite That's literally, she thought, was on yeah. this expedition, expedition just because she was a reporter for the military. I got, yeah. I, I, I got to say, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to. I got to say, thank you 
finally for like a Lois Lane who's actually a fucking Lois Lane. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I'm, it's a reporter. It, it bugged me in it, like she it, definitely wasn't. A reporter I get, I get one. that older stories are from an older time, but even in the 2006 version, Kate Bosworth, I thought she was awesome as Lois Lane. Honestly, like I thought she was really well Poppy. casted, but. There's that moment where they even play into it, where, like, Richard, who I... Honestly, I don't know if that's from the actual comics or that name came from, like, a homage to Richard Donner. But uh, Richard, her new hubby, her new boyfriend, is just like, hey, uh, how tall would you say Clark is? And then she's like, what? Oh, oh, Clark? Oh, no. No, he couldn't be Superman. He couldn't possibly be Superman with the same height, same build, just glasses, and he's never in the same room at the same time. Like, she's a nice fucking reporter for the Daily Planet, the biggest <laughs> newspaper in all of the yeah, DC world. And she can this one figure out be, who oh, he is. Oh, you're saying I'm saying this thank one. you for oh, okay, finally yeah, yeah. making Lois Lane a forced. full person, an entire attitude, character yeah. in and of herself. She doesn't um, want to yes. report on that, politicians. That's what I was actually going to comment on, and the fact that like it feels that the internet, as well as a lot of viewers, are penalizing her for actually being a well-fleshed-out character. This what time. I do no, want to know, though, yeah. is how the hell <laughs> I just did she get up that damn cliff, man? Yeah, like that's, that's <laughs> with the camera and she's yoga. Like she's Lots like takes a picture and then sees him like on the edge of <laughs> a cliff. Like a one-day trek. And then it's like yeah. la 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 la. Like, yeah, like, I, I should. Superman made it up. I agree with you. Like Amy Adams as Lois Lane was really really good. Like I guess. I'm just more pissed off at her role like she's like I didn't like how she was like I got Kal-El where's Lois Lane but okay I'll buy into the fact that they want her because she's on the ship okay I agree to that one yeah. and then the whole fucking he's being, new Kal-El was alive. he's being captured by the military <laughs> and then of course she's there like I just her being placed in there like a real world scenario is uh, she'd be like she's a fucking reporter I don't but give a shit about up her as a military I want high reporter. ranking that's, military that's your problem what I don't give a shit about her. She's a fucking reporter. Like that's the mentality that's really putting down that character. And I, yeah. it's it's a problem in superhero comics as well as movies. Is that like women are so underwritten, right? The female parts the female are a little parts are I love the person who made the fake poster for that filibuster. The tagline of the movie is "The female parts a little underwritten." The one thing so that funny. I did love about about it is. Funnily enough, like all the other movies this summer, I've been like, I'm so happy that it finally fleshed out Pepper and like Iron yeah, Man like and the blah blah blah. Power. But but in but this one, in she like the whole. It wasn't all about Lois and Clark or Lois and Superman. Like it was on the back burner. It was. It was a. Yeah. It was like Superman and his dad. Superman and his dad. Superman and Zod. And oh, like he's got this girl crush thing going on on the side. Built a breaking point. It really was. Yeah. I think that there was... the scene in the graveyard Lois and Clark have been shoved down our throats for too many years. When she even said, it's like, the only way for me not to be able to follow you is for you to stop helping people, and that's Mm -hmm. not really an option, is it? She pegs him more than dad. he knows himself, right? Yeah, because he literally well, trend, right? He literally can't yeah. stop helping people. He needs to, and he kind of looks inside himself in that quick shot when she says that. I'm guessing that's not an option for you. He's like, "Hey, but oh fuck, you're well, then right." He tells her the story <laughs> about his dad's yeah. Oh, and that, oh, again, a big thank you because that was one of the most poignant moments you in, said in you movie history that, movie I, that I've seen. Uh, you I, I like, like the it? scene. I just don't like. Like, I, f- I felt that he should have been in the car, like, realizing he's pinned, and then Clark wants to go help him. Like, maybe the car door flew open or whatever, and then he stops him at that point, and he accepts his fate, and the car gets carried away. I just didn't like the fact that he's just, like, Nothing standing there. Happens. But... 
I think I like the two times in the movie that they do that. They do that for Laura as well, where she she has this elegant death, which I'm fine with, right? But then to put it on on Kevin Costner's character as well, I'm just kind of like, wait, who died? I thought it was awesome. To me, I liked the the subtle nod because he knew exactly what he was going to do. Like he had a broken leg, he wasn't going to get away from this one. I don't understand the whole scene in my part. No, no, in my opinion. What? Okay, I'm gonna get. Can I guess why? Because Superman's fast enough to go and save him, and nobody would see, right? That That and when they're standing equal distance. Why couldn't he have taken that kid and Clark just gone in? And because then, and then there's hold a on. potential that he could have shown his true identity. But yeah. hold on. So what you do is, I'm sorry, he's he's super fast and he knows he's pretty much. But he doesn't know any of this. He doesn't know it yet. That's the point that I was going to make. Is that he's still, still a kid? I still could have seen him going in there and then, like, let's say he gets hit by a truck and everybody's like, "Oh my god, Clark's gone." He could have just like crawled into a decently not fucked up vehicle. But he doesn't know. Like, but that would have pl- that would have played out in like really cool. Praise Jesus. That would have played out in Smallville, though, no, not in like the new the new universe of like plot of the, it's totally a Smallville I mean, plot device. We're like he like is I, hiding I, in the culvert. I appreciate it's, they set it up that way so that you get the nod and Superman like loses it and he 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 either somehow blames himself or it's, it, it it creates that. I don't think situation. It's it's really, it was really. I think maybe it was really hard for you because we saw how like refined his abilities are when he's like on the rig and stuff, but and it jumps later. backwards and forth. And it's it is years seconds later. of learning. But he, that's, like, he taught himself how to fly within. That's why he ran. His, his, that's as a man, his, though. His dad dying, Jonathan kept dying at the expense of he him not showing his himself, powers. Right? Oh, I get why. Proves to him that that's how, that's how fucked up this world is where I don't want two, you to save my life yeah. because I'm scared of what people will do to now, you. Um, and now he like runs two, away. Two comments is that like they set up, they don't give an actual age, but they set up his maturity level in the beginning of that scene because he's having that like, he's he's like quintessential like, argument with like, you're not my dad. I don't even know who my dad is, but you're not him. And in the background, like, it shows off. that he's just like a teenager. He doesn't he doesn't have the answers, and he's he's in that car in that moment. He's obviously disagreeing with his father so much that he's going to pull out that card of like, "You're not even my real dad, yeah. man." I knew but that then, was going to happen. To fuck you, I was Uncle like, ben. Oh my god, he's going to exactly, die. exactly. <laughs> You're not my dad, Uncle Ben. But like, then he it shows also in that moment how much trust he has in his father's belief that yeah. he's willing to, even though he knows he's got these superpowers that he's not sure the and limits he of yet. Save him. Yeah. He does. He chooses not to save him because his father told him to, and it car- creates this inner animosity because he's like. I need to show. I need to prove to myself that I could have saved him, but I, I get but why still he can't change time. Right? It's, it's just, that fucking quote. My father sucks. believed it really the world wasn't ready. Uh, so he much so that he's willing he to give his life. So much so that he's, I he's that. would give his life to protect his son's identity until the world. Well, was he ready. was. I think uh, it goes back to the quote of "Would you rather me watch those kids die?" And he's like. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Like, like maybe. Yeah. Like, to me, that quote alone. I'm so glad that was in the teaser because that quote alone, I think, changed the nobody dynamics can of answer this fucking, that. Of yeah. this movie. I feel like everybody can kind of get where get behind no, where John Kelly's coming from. Uh, I'm too quiet. <laughs> there's an interesting uh, uh, callback there too, because so he couldn't save his father. So realizing. Uh, his limits at that moment, right? Because the fact that listen, it, it was... just bought, it cost him cost him a lot. But then again, that he, it, like the same, you know how he screams in agony, right? Mm-hmm. He does that again at the end, yeah. where he's forced to kill yeah. Yeah. Zod. So there's, I think there's, there's a parallel yeah. though, because even though they're kind of uh, the situations are a little bit different, they both work on the concept Dear of Mary, the yeah. inability to save everyone, right? Yep. Um, Good point. I think that 
in that like the death of Jonathan scene I think it was really important that Martha was there and saw him yeah like because if, if she hadn't have seen it she would have maybe blamed resented well, in all resented Clark for not being able to save him in right? all the terminology Clark or Jonathan can't Jonathan can't commit the suicide some be- no, no, I wouldn't. I'd say sacrifice instead of suicide. Fair, okay, good point. Yeah, but um, yeah, you're right. And that's just nitpicking on the the um, the yeah. the connotation of the yeah, word, right? Yeah. Because suicide, I feel, is giving up. No, no, it's good point. This good was point. sacrifice for the greater good, yeah. for um, and an understanding of the the greater depth of the Kinda entire like situation. I wanted to comment on the cinematography of that shot of, oh, of screaming Clark because it was so beautifully done. They saved like uh, the proto crypto, I guess. You know, the dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, they always he always has a dog near him. I thought that was great. Like he's yeah. got this companion mm-hmm. throughout these flashbacks but oh, there was, that, too, yeah. there was yeah. that moment where um he's uh, he's he's, <laughs> he's beside martha kent and she is out of focus and out of frame and you can see she's got the reaction first right she breaks and then he is in disbelief and i like i swear i'm like getting but I think my, she like tears knew. are welling up yeah, right now too, too because I can't even he, then it. he like has a moment where he fully breaks and that's clearly when he ran away from home it is yeah. clearly when i'm getting a misty man yeah. it's fucking got to no, me it is it's it so good it got to me too that's, no that was the moment where i cried but the moment, moment was the head shake is what got to me as soon as he nodded like that as soon as he like that i felt well enough yeah and that's when it got me beautiful and really well done too how? He's like uh, after when Lois is dead, and he's just like because he's it's, it's such a good scene where he's like he he puts he moves her hair out of the way, and he's looking down at her, and he's he like it's an overhead shot, and he, then he starts shaking his head, and he's like no 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 no, and then he looks up and he just like flies up, and that's when he reverses time or whatever. Right? Yeah, and I thought that was yeah that that honestly that scene didn't get to me as much as it got to you guys. It got to me, but not that much. The scene that actually gets to me is towards the end. Let's keep going. Yeah. Okay, let's yeah. keep going. All right, so where are we at now? Lois Lane, okay, boom. Uh, did we talk about the suit? I thought that was still fucked up. I heard a few people cry out, actually. It has to be Ma Ken that makes it, right? Like... Well, oh, traditionally, actually. traditionally, it's made from the swaddling cloth that he is wrapped in in, yeah, his, in his in his shuttle that uh, he's brought to Earth on, and that explains why it's so powerful can as we, well. Can right? we go back before this? And well, I was just going to say, I got really excited when I seen. Mm-hmm. But this oh, is like, yeah, yeah. When I seen Man, fucking Jorah in something similar, I'm like, I love. Yes. That. The thing is, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was, no, I was, no, mine's mine's ahead. Of, mine's ahead I was forward. just going to say, I thought it was very interesting that like the suit. The Superman suit, the quintessential that we love, Superman suit, is actually just the Under Armour. Yeah. Oh, it's the Under Sheet. Kryptonian uh, armor. Quentin Tarantino's whole thing, where like Superman suit, that's his clothes, that's the stuff he was born in, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But um, what I found interesting. But is, why was it on the fucking scout ship? Can I? Get oh, sorry. Um, uh, an interesting note is when he finds the scout ship. He finds a corpse, but he also finds an empty pod, mm. an open empty pod. Oh yes, now, yes. Uh, for those of you that did your homework, there's a prequel comic, and the scout ship is actually uh, uh, man, uh, manned by um, House of L. Nope, not the House oh. of L. Hmm. Um, Kara, what's it's his, Zod's daughter? No, nope, Kara is his cousin. So it's it's something there, L, that, but it's it it's is like, the House of L. A, no, no, it's 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 connected to the House of L, but it's actually a different family. I forget Kara. I apologize. Isn't it the Kara that he says out of the Phantom Zone? Kara Supergirl. Yeah, that's in Smallville. And, but, but yeah, Kara, in Smallville. Kara's line is Kara something L. Because the idea is... Right, that hyphenated. Ma- yeah, there's, there's, a, there's another family line there, though. Yeah. But anyway, so the point is, the scout ship is associated to the House of L. So hence why the suit would that's be on the ship. That's why it's there. Because it, it's just... And if anything, what I really like is... 
um, by the time Krypton is quote unquote destroyed, notice how the under armors and all that stuff are a lot darker in yeah, yeah. black. Yeah, you're right. His was a very dark blue uh, yeah. Jarrell's from way back. So in the day. if this ship was twenty thousand years old, it <laughs> kind of kind of shows the evolution of the clothing in uh, Kryptonian clothing because yeah. it's a lot more brightly no, colored. Because right? maybe they were explorers as opposed to conquerors at that yeah. point. Right? Yeah. No, fair enough. Okay, that, that's Zor L. Kara Zor L. Zor, yeah, that's what it was. Kara Zor L. The union of the House of Zor and the House of L. There yeah. You go. So, but didn't Jor L's logo match? Yeah, it's the House of L still. But it, the it, S is that symbol of. Oh no, you'd think with two families. It's, it's like Mac Neil and O'Neill. Well, no, because the idea is that members of the House of L were on the ship as well. Oh, sorry. So, so in, in the prequel comic, they explain how. Uh, I gotta check that out. Uh, Kara, Kara was cho- chosen uh, for the house for the the Zorel house to uh, a man one of the scout ships. She was like top honors in her. So whatever. are you oh, thinking that she? So you think that was Supergirl that escaped that pod? It's possible. Oh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> she's exactly. just chilling in the world somewhere. He's for all been we know. holding on to this for so long. For all we know, yeah. For all we know, that there could be another Kryptonian that decided. Because keep in mind, this would have been twenty thousand years ago, right? Yeah. yeah. So it, it like so the Justice idea, League set interestingly up. Interestingly yeah. enough, though, <laughs> what I also find really interesting about that fact is the fact that uh, twenty thousand years ago. Humans were started becoming the predominant species on Earth as well, mm-hmm. so it makes oh, you question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She started it, possibly, right? So uh, it's just it really the missing link. And, and, and you could also say people have argued the fact that Superman doesn't age because on Earth his cells are slower. So technically, Kara could still be around. For, well, you know, that I great, think by I then she'd be what jaded. The, uh, that'd be like a, a setup for a bad. I forget yeah, what the story is, but yeah, it's completely the, story, the like, one that's done awesome. by uh, the one super painted by Alex Ross. Alex I forget amazing. what what the story is, but it's a, it's when Bruce Wayne is super super old and Superman, Kingdom Come Kingdom Come. There you go. Super, Bruce Wayne's super super old and and Superman is looks the same, same as always. Thirty two yeah. years. Well, he's old. only got the he's only got the silver. Just streak. one, yeah. yeah, one kind of gray streak. No, very, ash catching, very good point. Ash the scout catching, ship. Uh, he moved ash, it. Ash. Williams. What's, Ashley Williams, that's, Williams? His, name, that's yeah. his name. Okay. Man, you so guys he, said Ash way too many times that time. <laughs> so he just moved the ship for something to do, didn't he? Like he moved it to get it out of the military. Oh, yeah, because they were they were right there, right? Yeah. Now but and the, the polar the bear, ship, the famous polar bear the scene. The importance of this of that <laughs> ship though is that it's got the pods, the Genesis pods in it. Like, yes. the, like the little Matrix babies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With the, even like the little Matrix spiders. Guys, like, a lot of mechanical spiders. Fucking But you guys got the fucking <laughs> Superman. Polar bear reference when I was yeah, laughing yeah, about the Superman lives script with Kevin, Kevin Smith. Smith yeah. There were three elements he was told to put in it, uh, and all three are in yeah, a super, giant spider in the third Superman. act. Uh, Superman fighting a polar bear, but there was a polar bear, yeah. right? Yeah, and the other one was um, uh, Tony Guards, wasn't it? Yes, no, the, the Sentinel on the ship, yeah, or, the or, the or in the Fortress of Solitude. Was there like a guards in the Fortress of Solitude? He has to fight yeah. some some guards or some mechanical guards. Yeah, yeah. does. Am totally. I imagining that there was a shot of a polar bear just like chilling? There was, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they follow the polar bear, then they Well, actually, yeah, yeah, that, that right, same guy, yeah. I forget his name now, but that hey. same guy that was telling Kevin Smith to put all these things into a script one of is one of the producers of Man of Steel. Oh, perfect. You're kidding. Yeah. He's in there. They talked the, about it in, in the Fat Man on Batman. I didn't think he was this. He was. Yeah, they were still yeah. talking about Superman Lives. Same guy. Oh, I gotta bring that no, up. No, no, same guy. He's, he's involved in Man of Steel. I wanted to bring up, though, that Man of Steel is like. A lot of people have an issue because of how different it is from the Superman that we grew up with, like the muted suit and the change of Jonathan. The change. Let's of keep going with the plot, and then we'll save. Well, I think save it's never your final plot. Yeah, fair enough. Simple, fair enough. Right? Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, so he gets the suit. 
We has the lowest lane. He's learned the whole. Anyone has some thoughts on how he learned to fly? I thought that was kind of interesting. That was a great the jumping. Scene. The jumping because I, I, that I feel like you I like that. Iron Man scene in the movie. Behind yeah. you, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Well, kind that's of just like it. Com- is that was one of the few one. scenes that had so, some like some Clark Kent charm. I, I don't want to jump the gun on this, but this this is the scene that why it made me well. Uh, why I actually cried at the end because of this because um, every every kid like every kid has grown up putting a bath towel or a blanket on their backs mm-hmm. and pretending to fly because that's like the Absolutely. dream. Yeah. That's And that's yeah. what I'm getting at is so the idea is that when, he finally, is ultimate freedom. when he finally learns to fly it's such a triumphant moment for the character and then at the end when it's like your father knew the man you were going to be <laughs> yeah. and then you and see him, him and he's like his, oh, and the thing is like with the he, with the he was always he was always Superman. You know, yeah. like, deep he down he was you always I actually got a bunch of looks in the theater and <laughs> Ashley can like back this up but I fucking I, I, I don't even know what the sound you would like be how you, like, but I exclaimed some sort of guttural sound when he hit that mountain when he faltered yeah. when he started to fly oh the first my time. god that was so like, <laughs> like he had the mountain falls down, down and I'm just like <laughs> 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 oh god I thought that was a really cool callback to the original comics, though. Sorry. Able to leap tall buildings. Yeah, and that's that is yeah. In a single bound, yeah. yeah. Um, they did that in the uh, Superman um, Returns as well, where it shows him jumping through the cornfield yeah. onto, this, onto oh, yeah, yeah, the silo, fly, yeah. and that's when he learns to fly is when he crashes into the barn, yeah, and then he an finds himself... scene, too. Yeah. Oh. Where he's like, the only way to know is to keep testing your limits, right? So he's like... And, and if you've got a story like uh, All-Star Superman where he... Like the idea is that he he doesn't age and he will constantly become more and more powerful to the point where All Star Superman ends with him like him sacrifice quote unquote sacrificing himself to make sure that Earth's sun doesn't share the same fate as Krypton's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The because um, that's based on a story where Krypton's sun blows up Krypton yeah. again, instead of their own I'll, fault. I'd like to yeah. reiterate that, and, and when we talk about the end of the movie, but you're right. Like that just to me, fucking Diane Lane and. and Coster man. Yeah. Well, I, I saw. Oh, wow. I saw Such casting. Uh, I heard Zoff Gomez comment about that whole him with the cape scene, and it kind of bothered me because he said that. Well, he's got no reference point because he's like he's he's pretending to be Superman, right? But that's such a no. But the idea is to be a hero. It's it's, it's, it's an it's the high. The idea is to be a hero is to have no limits and to you know be free, right? Yeah, and and use that. For good, right? So I, yeah, I really. Well, and like, it's it not really like humanity has never figured out a cape. It, it really it's got a, to me because it's that innocence of, of that childhood innocence yeah. where you don't know the evils of the world, and that's what Superman personifies is like that hope, that innocence, and of that's her, what right? boys and Kent the boys tries to protect. Yeah, exactly, one hundred percent. The um, all right, let's keep going. Um, well, after the after the uh, reiteration he of the death the scene ship. of uh, yeah, exactly, he after gets to flying down. He's in the suit, like I said. Well, to she's, me, no, she that says, was a great moment. In she LA. says she's going to keep his secret, and she tells Perry White, and Perry White's like, "Yeah, good thing you didn't run with this." And then, boom! So, fuck it, such a good line because he's like. <laughs> I will never run a headline that says that aliens exist. Basically, I'm paraphrasing, but he you are not and alone. Then as soon as there's that ship, uh, no, the message from Zod and like the ship. <laughs> well, the, the ship's radar, already orbiting. Yeah, yeah, like, what the fuck is going the, on? The military Ooh, anticipated it too. And there's that moment where they like share a look, and she's like, "I fucking told you so, yeah. you asshole." Well, well, a I, week I, ago, I, 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 I felt like she got caught in the lie where she's like, "There ain't no alien," and it's like, aliens. "No, they, it's like, they were all dead ends." That was a good. That was a good act by Fishburne, or Fishburne, where he's like, "Listen, I don't know what you saw, but you saw something." But it's good on you. Can for I comment making- on the costume designers? 
uh, for Lawrence Fishburne's Perry White. I'm like, could you give him a little bit of a looser fitting, like shirt? maybe a little bit? <laughs> like, did he gain weight during the shoot, or did they just like let's give him the tightest shirt possible as Perry White? <laughs> Try to shirt possible. Suspenders. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't mind it was Perry White. I'm glad that he didn't have that much of a big role in this one because I feel like it sets it up for the future. Um, one one moment though, when Metropolis, where I'm jumping ahead, but and we'll get to it a little bit more. But I wanted to talk about that moment where Metropolis is getting its ass handed to it by the the Kryptonian technology that's supposed to be terraforming. Which I kind of bugs me that they use that word. It's even in the soundtrack. One of the songs on the Hans Zimmer soundtrack is called Terraforming, and I'm like, yeah, Terra means Earth. Humans You're Krypton forming. Yeah, but humans yeah, relate terraforming. To everything, no, it's true. No it's true. It's, it's, it's terraforming a, is a human phrase that they it's use. It's a buzzword. Yeah. Yeah, it's and a buzzword. you have to play to a larger crowd. No, I understand. What, what, I understand. What, what well, not the, even a larger crowd. What did the Kryptonians call it? Though, it? The, the, the world engine. The, the, the world engine. There you go. But but even did anyone notice? Even uh, Zod says the word terraforming. Does he? Yeah, I think so. Because I thought the military guys were like. It's like they're gonna terraform. They, or, and the uh, one girl's like, what's, "What's terraforming?" terraforming? What's terraforming? And oh like, god! Like, you're, you're playing to a bigger crowd. You got it. Yeah. That was yeah. Is, so I took the girlfriend who knows nothing of this. Yeah. She went out of my sheer excitement and dragging her ass. Well, off. John, every I already bought the ticket. You're coming. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So so that's a I, you have to play to. If I took my mom or dad, if you didn't do the simplistic dumbed down shit like that, Fair they'd be lost. They'd Too be bad gone. the Matrix didn't do that. Did anyone else? Did anyone else notice Janine Olson? Jenny. Or Jenny, Jenny. I thought it was Jenny. I was literally about You're to make a comment cast. about how I missed. She was the worst. Jenny, I, I don't even. I wasn't that great? Was that I was. I was honestly. She was that's the, the scene that I want to talk about. No, no, no. <laughs> she was the least. Oh, she's stuck underneath the building. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't Asian. She, yeah, she seemed Asian to me. No, she was. She was. I'm good. I would say Oriental to use like an antiquated term, but like it just means Eastern and different. She looked Mongolian. Oh God, exactly. Anyway, I just thought that was a weird reference. I'm like, because I was waiting for Jimmy Olsen the whole time. I like, I like the twist. No, I never caught him. Like, no, no, oh, she, she, uh, and I had to double check in the credits that it was that her last she's name was Olsen. Asian. She didn't have a big enough role. She's like, to no, really say anything Asian. about. But Indian. I like that they. She was still Asian. in that last scene. They, they, she, Whatever. <laughs> ethnic, I remembered Asian. She was she's ethnic, cute. quote unquote. But um, no, that actually that scene where she's trapped under the building is what really bugged me because like. Perry White, yeah, sure. He's, he's he was contemplating leaving. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> honestly, they're totally bony after he, that. He thought of it. He thought of it for a second. But honestly, like the fact that Perry White chose to stay, I thought that was awesome. I thought the other worker of the Daily Planet should have bolted. Because the whole movie is talking about how shitty humanity is and how there's these people among us mm-hmm. who are what made that asking out on the date at the end really awkward though. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. And uh, I mean, so they, they didn't need to have that. Right. That could have been another interview that you haven't even met in the movie. No, right? Lawrence Fisher is definitely putting it in her. All right, that's that's what's happening. But with that guy, I forget his name now, but he should have bolted. You should have been that guy girl. that was just like, oh, I'm saving myself. See how she brings you the morphine. Who was that other guy? I forget. I see. I thought he was going to be the Jimmy Olsen. Mister Forehead. I was just waiting for so that. So what I really liked was the lieutenant and lieutenant thing. Yeah, there was, there was the Feora the, and the yeah, human. And the, and okay, the, so yeah, let's go not, back to the let's first. Let's talk battle. about Smallville getting fucking okay. crazy. So <laughs> hold on now. Zod comes. The big cool message that we all seen as a part of the viral campaign. I thought that looked really good. Are you are not alone and all the different. Yeah, languages. it was. It was pretty much like the Joker's spiel. But this it turned was out like but this, I'm a man of my word. <laughs> 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 Imagine they threw that in just at the very end. Oh, well, you, oh, did you guys catch the the Sparta the Sparta uh, reference? No, no, I did. When uh, when Zod comes into the Kryptonian console, uh, Jarrell's like, "This is madness, Zod. What are you doing? This is madness." Yeah, I got this. This is madness. <laughs> this is madness. This is Zod. Yeah, this is Krypton. All right. Okay. So what was I going to say? I compete. All right. Uh, 
Fucking Zod comes with the whole message thing. I thought we really got a, a cool vibe of, like, the alien. Yeah, they were like the fucking engineers from Prometheus in their suits. <laughs> but yeah, totally, totally. The so encounter suits. The whole very much I was thinking like Babylon 5. The alien. So, because that's when Clark goes into the whole. Ow. That was right Sorry, in the years. Because that's, that's when Clark goes right into the fucking church. Because he's like, do I release myself to Zod? What would right? Jesus do? And he's like, <laughs> and he even said, he's just like, I, I know that there's no. There's no guarantee that even if I do turn myself in, well, Zod he, won't. Zod can't be trusted. Exactly. Well, it's one of my favorite themes of this movie was the whole, like, the alien. This is the fucking alien. So oh, my, like, you know what I mean? Like, the whole blacks from the 60s. It's just like... And you got to a really bad first alien. impression. And there's yeah. some people thinking that maybe this is still a hoax there. So I, I, no. there. There was nothing... Nothing was done seriously. Like, the internet was hacked. That's it. Yeah. And these claims went out. So I, there's, there's going to be skeptics. There's going to be people saying no or... Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like not everybody was behind it, so it was still kind of uh, up in the air. I really like that, thing. even though they're like clearly the marketing campaign, the very first, <laughs> very first trailer is just like Christopher Nolan's name is all over this shit. You love <laughs> Batman, you're gonna love this Superman Apparently that's shit. A big problem right now because people think he directed it. I know, right? <laughs> all that Christopher Nolan was just fantastic. But um, <laughs> Schneider, say, uh, oh, Schneider, hey, hey, Schneider. <laughs> but uh, Schneider, what I wanted to say was, about my I really. <laughs> <laughs> Canucks. But um, what, it's funny. It's interesting. Is that like they really Batmaned Superman's character in this? But at the same time, when you compare the like origin story of like the first few minutes of Batman Begins to like the first few minutes of Superman, it's just like clearly we want to make it extremely fucking clear that this guy comes from a different place. And so they changed Krypton. They added like cool alien creatures like big cows and dragons and yeah, shit yeah. and like then all of a sudden they're like okay now we're on earth like yeah. it totally set you well, up to be at a different look at it from a different angle like we've we're going on an hour and a half here now we're still in touch we're keeping the of, going the meat of the fucking potatoes the movie because okay so he talks to God or whatever and he's like okay I'm gonna finally release myself or he uh, shows or, up at the military base with his cape and everything and literally no he was hovering he was like make oh yeah because they kidnapped Lois because that's when but you know what I really you got like? my attention now I also like this aspect of Superman not being he's he's not rude but he's stern. Yeah. So like basically he's like I will oh, go I'll freely myself but you have to release Lois Lane. He's like it's like what makes you think we have Lois Lane? He's like don't play games with me, yeah. General. Yeah. It's not the I like uh-huh. the our coin. Yeah, Wait, he's this not is, like this he's is still mode of travel. Like he's not that Superman. He's like kind of like Hey, listen, man, I could fucking kill you all right now. Yeah. Gotta be nice uh, right now. Yeah. The, the this car- is after she's found him in the graveyard, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Oh, wow. yeah. We're past that. I know, I know. Well, it's I the back and forth that screws the up the timeline. Yeah, I was, yeah it's true. Yeah, it's, they really Tarantino the fuck out of it. But um, oh, I, I wanted to say, like, bring a scene where he's in cuffs. Bring it, yeah, and, and like, a, a, a gesture, right? A kind gesture towards humanity that he's just like, <laughs> it makes him feel better. Yeah, but, yeah um, she was like, this is where another part where I didn't like the Lois Lane character. And it's nothing to, hold on, it's got nothing to do with a fucking woman. And it could be a guy reporter too. But Are you sure? Why is a fucking reporter the one that's doing? Like, why isn't the fucking general interviewing him in the room? Why is it a reporter? I think it's because he, he demanded to talk it. To Lois, he wanted to make sure that she was safe and okay. Yeah, yeah. but it doesn't mean a fucking full fledged first contact interview. Like you'd think the fucking the no. president or someone. This, it's, un- it's unprecedented though. Like he's got more power than they can even comprehend. So of course they're gonna be like, uh, why would they put the president in the room? I'm not saying he president, could kill all whatever. the president. Like, some, yeah. some military I, official. I know what you're saying. Again, though. why would you put a general though. in there? You'd put an interrogator at best. 
And she's a whatever. She's a professional. She's not a reporter. She's a professional interviewer, though. Like I, I mean, it stands to reason. And she's a military interviewer as and well. I don't give a fuck what happens to her. Really, exactly. She's expendable. <laughs> so to them. using her as bait. No, no. Who's the sexist one now? She's expend- hey. <laughs> It's not a bait thing. <laughs> did you, did, I wanted to question. Did you guys notice that in the interrogation room, like there was that painting over the words, and all yeah. you could see was the last word of "behind the line." What, I told did you, you guys that was that was there on purpose. They, it behind was Superman, out. What did there was say? like it's like, a, all you could see is behind the line. It was unobscured, and then before that, there was an entire part of the line, and then like a painting that like it was like clearly a different on, uh, different color uh, than uh, like the uh, oh, anything on purpose for the story. Or that's like an they, Easter egg for sure. I don't know what Zack Snyder or Goyer did with that, but yeah, that is a fucking Easter egg. Absolutely. Here's where we get introduced to Doctor Emil Hamill, who's actually really yeah. important to the mythos. He's actually the head. Uh, the head scientist of Star Labs in uh, the DC Comics. He actually ends up being kind of like a Hold huge... On. What? Someone touch your mic? No. No, no, I just got bad feedback. It's gone now. Okay. Okay. No, no. He, he ends up being... Uh, one, uh, he does a lot of research on behalf of Superman. He actually helps Superman He's create... He's a good guy uh, in the comics? Yeah, he, he actually creates the Phantom Zone uh, projector with Superman in the comics. Yeah. So basically, he's able to engineer the Phantom Zone technology to view into it, which I think is going to have a role to play in the sequel, given what happens. Um, and also, he inadvertently creates some of the villains. He, uh, um, the parasite, is accidentally created by Star Labs. And uh, interestingly enough, um, uh, not Wally West, but Barry Allen, the first Flash, is a forensic scientist that works for Star Labs. Maybe, his, maybe yeah. his powers come from Krypton Tech. Maybe I like I like his character though. He's he's a smug dick, and like when uh, well, Lois Lane feeds it to that general or uh, sorry, uh, Colonel. What was his position? The lieutenant. The lieutenant. Yeah. You can see he kind of smiley like I like this girl. She's she's good. Yeah, she's, she's, she's just she's well. Just he's kind of more guy. curious about Superman than anything though. Emil well, Hamilton, straight up scientist. He's not scared of it. He's just yeah, like I, I want. Like how he says, I like, want to know. I want to understand. This is yeah. this is this is groundbreaking. He's, got, yeah. he's kind of the. Uh, I wasn't ever too familiar with uh, Emil Hamilton, but like I think that he was sort of rehashed in the Smallville mythos as uh, when Christopher Reeve had his reprisal uh, yes. as uh, Doctor Swan. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, very yeah, much that's, the same. That's a good only, opinion. only just different. He wasn't interested in like military research or tech or anything. He was interested in stargazing, and he's the one that finds the location of Krypton out in yeah. the universe. I've seen that one. Have you seen the card game one? Oh yeah, there's one with the Joker in the middle. <laughs> Ash just <laughs> Ash just showed a picture of the interrogation room with Superman and bats. Oh yeah, that's, so yeah. Um, I'm trying to find the. So uh, sure enough, he basically at that point uh, Superman kind of drops all pretenses and said, "Let's put let's put our cards on the table and just breaks talks to the guy." The symbol. Through the, yeah, the window, I can, I can see your his, his vision. Yeah, yeah. You, you've also got a half a pack of Rolades in your pants. I mean, your pocket. But he he agrees to surrender himself to Zod to see how things play out. So sure enough. Uh, the, he comes up and like a scout ship from Zod ship comes down and sees uh, gets gets uh, Kal-El and then you, there's your big beef in the fact that like they're like uh, they go who's the commanding officer here and he's like I am and it's like and then uh, she says we want uh, Lo- the the woman reporter uh, named Lois Lane. Lane as well and then the other lieutenant comes in and says I like yeah. this and that's their first interaction because yeah. they're on equal ground whoa, 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 she's Zod's had, lieutenant yeah. and he's the lieutenant to the general yeah, right so no I really like that where they're like okay you can have the alien but then they weren't too quick to give up Lois they're just like whoa we had a deal like, I kind of like that as yeah. a yeah. Shall point, the general as a point that, of yeah. humanity it's just like you, we gave you your fucking person you're not touching any of well, what right? I liked is the the tech it looked almost like bio bio or Prometheus style fucking. well like it, it, it like it was like uh, almost like a skin that kind of like melted through and shit and then yeah. you got like this kind of bubble it was kind of cool I, I really dug it 
Sorry, I'm just actually looking up John Peters. Like, I didn't like I didn't believe you, Steve. But holy fuck, I can't believe he was actually accepted. Yeah, man, he's been those three things are in that fucking movie. I think it's hilarious. I just really just remembered something. Just how like a good chunk of the cast is Joss Whedon's favorites from. Oh yeah, yeah. We we were commenting on that because I mean you've got. I'm like Joss Whedon was so popular with Avengers. Let's use the people he always used before. Tamo Pinnacat, who is. uh, now well, I can't keep remember in his mind, name, this was but he was in he was in Dollar, uh, but still, yeah. but still, I think because Paul? Joss Whedon was yeah, Paul. Oh. Joss Whedon was originally attached to the Wonder Woman movie. Yeah? He wrote it as a 1960s story. Yeah. Uh, Legendary Pictures told him that he shouldn't, uh, and Warner told him that he shouldn't uh, make it as a 60s period piece. He should make it in the modern world. And he's yeah. like, I think you don't have a story then, yeah. unless you set it up beforehand. And so they said, okay, you're rights. scrapped. They tried to exactly uh, paralleling women's rights to mm-hmm. the, so, the 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 uh, civil yep. uh, race movement, yep. uh, whites versus blacks in America, and uh, so you've got that tie. I think they realized that they had something golden with with Joss Whedon, and they totally stole some of his characters because you've got Temo Pinnegat who played Paul in Dollhouse, and as oh, well in Dollhouse, man. the the major military general was uh, the the handler of Echo of Eliza Dushku's character, and I think I thought for a minute I, I couldn't be sure because the shots were so quick, but I thought that Enver Gojak. Played a cop again, and he is Sorry. all good. He's he's the cop bang, in the bang. Avengers. Oh, okay. Who's just like when he's he looks at Captain America and the and the police oh, chief yeah, or whatever, yeah. the, and he's like, I need a fucking yeah, Victor. The um, well, interesting. Well, it's, I don't know uh, whether it, the timelines play out. I think it's very interesting connection between I'm like a guessing. lot of Joss Whedon players in yeah. a, in the the movie that's totally supposed to stand in the face of the Avengers. And I'm guessing this John Peters guy actually is one that uh, physically, like his company probably physically owns the rights. Like he's contracted under Warner, but I'm guessing he owns the rights to Superman or he's involved. Gotta be directly You know what I mean? Because there's only yeah. other way. Like why the hell would you have a guy be like, Spider, you know what I mean? Why would he be involved in a project if he wasn't after, contracted? After, really? after the evening with Kevin Smith shit where like the truth got out and yeah. then he talks about well, Wild Wild West and like, you know what I mean? Like it's still one, one side of the yeah, truth. Yeah. True. But uh, still. But like, he was, yeah, he producer as Superman Returns and he was executive producer. <laughs> even even, even, even the quote unquote truth, just the perception of the fandom like, but yeah, so he must be in there with. Uh, he must have something to do with the rights owners for for Warner Brothers with Superman characters. So, so Zod comes down to Earth and uh, no, he threatens. Doesn't. Yeah, he does. No, yeah, you're right. Zod. They take him up to the ship. We're still not up to that point. Oh, okay. Yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was they just take, bringing it forward. T- okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> well, no. Really quick, he goes up to. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess Zod's that ship. is interesting. Yeah, that's where that's where uh, Superman gives um, uh, the codex to Lois. Okay, which that's not the. The, uh, no, the, not the codex, like the key. He gives, he gives the, key. the key. Oh, the key, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Basically, so Jor-El. He gives Jor-El over. What I want to know is they mind raped her. <laughs> she was secret. And <laughs> they didn't find out that she had the key in her pocket? That's a good point. I still don't think they did a fucking Did she have it yet? No, because that's how the location was referenced after. Oh, you're right. No, Clark did give it to her. Clark gave it to her before they were But she didn't know what it was. I see where you're coming from. She didn't know what it was. But wouldn't that be useless knowledge to them? But wouldn't that be in your mind, like the image of it? Wouldn't that be, she's like, what is it? Maybe they didn't know what it was. Maybe they were just looking at it. They have several keys. I know. But why would she have one? so big. Do you think Zod was just like. Look at how dreamy. No, no, no. What no, I'm trying to say, so though, is that, okay, if an alien, <laughs> the ship crashes because of <laughs> some horny <laughs> fourteen-year-old. I just want to say, like, too much prawn. Fucking Morgan Freeman, Freeman voice over the the Krypton's were, didn't adapt to our culture. <laughs> so much porn. Anyway, go on. Um. Okay, so 
Put yourself in Lois Lane's shoes. I'd be like, fuck this. No, if you're on a fucking ship, Superman gives you this you weird thing, and you're like, what the hell is this? I'm going to hide it. Isn't it going to be the only thing you're thinking of? I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I got it. I got Hold on. Okay. Hold, hold, I see hold, what you're saying. One sec. Like, one sec. Yeah. You're, you're asking me. You're asking me that if I was 24 hours ago, didn't think aliens exist, and then I find myself on an alien ship. That I'd be worried about a little sliver someone gave me? No. That's my point. You're I'd be fucking like, where? I'm in the fucking... I'm in the space! <laughs> can, can, what I'm trying can to I just, say, though. Can I just note the fact that they were after the location of where the the, That's the, true. the ship was. So they got that from Lois. But and wouldn't it be anything, like, well, for Superman-related? For Clark, Zod just wanted to tell him what the plan was. It's like, they and put whether Google Zod was thinking he'd join him. I think that he, he knew that Superman's got this... This power, this clout, this whatever, this also this knowledge of the human condition and the human cu- culture, and so that I th- clearly I think that he thinks he's superior. He thinks that Superman's just a mutt, so he's going to use him till he's no longer useful, and then cast him aside, just like Jor-El c- called it in the first. He he's even like, asked, Who's- "Do I need him alive?" Well, true, yeah, yeah. Do I need him Sorry, alive? To- Do I need him alive? You know, to get know get but Jor-El had that line in the beginning where he's like, "Who decides who are the worthy bloodlines?" You. Now, yeah. there's a really interesting thing to note here too. When Zod explains the plan to um, Kal-El, um, after that, after when he's making the getaway in the ship, he asks, he asks Jor-El straight up, did you know that this was what they were going to plan? In fact, they, uh, basically, he gave the codex to Kal-El with the express purpose of rebuilding the no, Kryptonian race. giving him to- the choice to. Exactly. You choose. That, that's what I'm getting yeah. at. That's what I'm getting at. So his uh, so Jarrell's hope, so however, was, shit, was spending a <laughs> lifetime amongst the quote unquote primitives would give him an insight and maybe be able to change Krypton's fate because up till that point, Krypton was just consuming everything around. Don't Krypton's make the same mistakes. Krypton's fate's done. Just re- restarting. But, but the Kryptonian. But but the difference is. Zod wanted to create the Krypton race in the ashes of the human world, whereas Jor-El thought that maybe they could live in unity on the planet Harmony. and learn from yep. each other. Yep. Instead of a genocide, it would be a eh, let's share the planet, as if the humans haven't already like overpopulated and over fucking minded already. But still, but how, so then how get, are they that different from the Kryptonians? Then? Exactly. Well, that's just it. The Kryptonians are supposed to be a representation. Sure, it's like, look, at, so look at how, how that would change that. Look at how advanced we are. Yet we still have the same well, problems. What if he's going off the uh, more Chris's like problems. information that the original <laughs> scout ship sent them? Then maybe it wouldn't. You know, yeah. never mind. So, sure enough, we all just put our phones now. Uh, I'm trying to find that interrogation room. Thing. So, Jarrell's hall. Uh, well, uh, what happens is after being interrogated, Lois goes into one of the holding cells that conveniently has one of the key slots. No kidding. Which I'm like, why would they put her? I don't. I, but then again, they uh, they probably like, think they didn't she'll probably stick one. her finger in it or something. But the other thing is, they probably I pop don't think of it as like a prison ship or it might not even have a brig. I thought it was a prison ship. Well, it was, it, but it was a prison ship throwing them into the Phantom Zone. Okay, yeah. Right? So this is, it's more they of a, it's more of a. They vessel also had those dildo pods. people, yeah, like yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, but it, it could have just been like a storeroom. They were like, she's she's okay, a dumb so, fucking human. Which I really like the sequence where she like teams up with Jarrell and all that stuff. Yeah, she yeah. Fucking... and so the, uh, she gets away, even though her uh, thing gets cracked open, the environmental enclosure, mm-hmm. and then uh, Superman gets away, and which which I thought was really interesting because. The scientists were like they were so scared of Earth's environment. 
like that scientist that drew his blood. Yeah, the, the yeah. Tall skinny as guy. soon yeah, as yeah. he like, what's going on? And it's like he's realizing that the environment's changed, and he quickly runs out of the room. Right? Yeah. Like he's like, I don't want to have any. Which, which is really interesting because it's it's almost like they're all, like. Uh, Almost like an Aryan type race where they're like, we don't want bit. to have any. They're they're xenophobic, right? Yeah. To like other race, other racist stuff, right? Which was it? Like, I don't know if we. I think we kind of beat around the bush where people can understand it, but like Zod pretty much gives them the whole plan, which I thought was a typical bad guy. Here's Let me plan. reveal. We are going thought. to build crypto. No, he wants, the bones. he wants but, to get it out of the way. He's not going to lie to him. But it. instead of mm, uh, uh, the yeah. difference, there is that like when Ernest Blofeld tells or, or Goldfinger tells James Bond about the plan, he's thinking that he's about to kill James Bond and James yeah. Bond bests him. In this, he's like he's thinking he could use Kal-El to Fair his enough. end until he's no longer useful. Well, because he wants to know where the codex is, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't know. Okay, now, now, um, the, he has use of Kal-El because the, they're still trying to find the ship. Correct. Yeah, because they think. He might have left the codex in there. Right, so right. they asked him. He's playing towards the and that leads outside. him to Smallville. Gotcha. Someone brought yeah. up another really good point here. So there's two two aspects here. It's like why, uh, he says, why couldn't Kal-El just help them find another planet where they could have uh, colonized? Or or two, Zod why not just deceive deceive Kal-El into helping them and then just double cross him when they needed to? Now my answer to the first one, uh, in my mind's eye, is. Like that's such a fucking cartoon TV show ending where it's like I found them like uh, if if anyone's seen the Bruce Tim animated series the way he deals with Bizarro is he finds a fucking planet that's barren so that Bizarro can do as much damage as possible without hurting anyone. See, and I'm like that's such a fucking cop out ending. No. <laughs> Being Superman as young as he is in this iteration, or like he kind of just got thrown into this, he doesn't have the the background of this Superman version. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the the twenty years experience yeah. of fighting crime and interstellar interplanetary bad guys. I, I still feel like his character is always, and regardless of the reiteration, will always try and find the nonviolent yep. fix. Like, of course, you throw so, him in a, a gladiator style battle or battle royale. Fight to the death. He'll fucking do it because he needs to be around to save other people. He always he always fills that role. Scout. Exactly. It's called the voice code. But he will always find an. I I can see why that can be an argument of why why didn't he? We know there are other planets that support. And it really doesn't matter because they're going to terraform the fucking place anyways. So sorry, not terraform. Global form, world form, whatever. World engine. done form. So world engine. There we go. So it, you can literally take any planet as long as it has the base elements done, and that's not hard to figure maybe that's out. Hard, well, maybe but that's think, hard to come by. Though. I think Zod literally just hates. Kal-El for being what he is so oh, much. He yeah, just he point. wants to destroy everything. See, no, no, no. I, I was gonna I'm, say. I'm going to give that a bit different spin because what I liked about the Zod characters, I don't think Zod is not, pure evil. He's not a bad guy. The thing is, his sole purpose is to restore the Krypton race. And I got a plan here that's going to do not it. Restore. However, Fuck waiting another hundred years to find one. Let's we're going to do this one that we got right now. However, restore, protect. And however, however, and however, was, however. Well, no, but he already knows that they're hurting, so he needs yeah, to rebuild. His, there's his, the moment his when uh, is protect and maintain. True, I, I think that he's got like this this uh, like prime directive that's unique to him, and it, it comes from the fact that like all the Kryptonians now are like they've they've got one destiny, one future, one purpose, right? And he ta- he talks about that in the very act scene, uh, very end scene, which we'll get to, but. There's a moment where Jor-El... Well, a few hours or so. I know, right? Just give us like three or four hours. But um, no, Jor-El has that moment where he, he tells Zod that he's just like, you are half the man you used to be, and my son will be like more than twice the man you yeah. are now, yeah. and uh, or, or the man you ever were, and he takes offense to that. So truly, okay, truly, if all he really cares about is bad, uh, is furthering Krypton's legacy and taking care of the, the race, then he wouldn't really have a grudge against the son of Jor-El. I think well, but he well. does... 
and it's because he's got the he, as much as like everybody on Krypton's supposed to have their purpose. Just like Jor-El was able to break free of that and have a natural birth and he's, send his son away, just like that. Only on the opposite end of things, you've got General Zod taking matters into his own hands. Uh, to uh, I think he needs to prove he's right. Otherwise, to, everything he's done is for nothing. Unless exactly. the whole thing he was programmed, and that's what that's what brings why this quote was so powerful to me. No matter how violent, no matter how gruesome, I will ensure my race's survival. He's, he's not a bad guy. I'm not guy. going to go look for well, another fucking planet. I no, have no, no, right to, us, to us, he's a bad guy. I get that. If somebody, totally, if somebody totally, came but down I definitely think... Boom, like, I will destroy you guys. But to him, it's ends just... justify the you, means. You I guys think are... That I are, think there's an element of grudge, and there's yeah. an element of it's, revenge in that he's... Uh, yeah, I, I agree. No matter how violent, no matter what. But like, if if that were really the case, he could just take the technology and actually go find a better planet. So now this, but this, this is the planet. This is the planet that Jor El chose. This is yeah. the planet that Jor El's son mm. ch- like grew He's up on. Yeah. Son of Jor El, kneel before Zod. That's well, not that directive is not in any way helping out Kryptonians as a whole. That is his own little personal grudge match, which he can't like admit to himself. What but I'm it's there. saying is backgrounds. You have Zod, military general background. Come hell or high water, no matter what the fuck happens, my race will survive. What do what do I have at my disposal to do that? Military background. This planet's right here. We got the world engine. Boom. Fuck you guys. You're done. Let's say it was Jor-El that was running the rebellion. I don't know how you would change that history around, but if he was the one running those those last few Kryptonians, he would say, hey, Earth, check it out. We're just harbor us for a little bit. We'll figure something out. Do you guys mind if we stay for a bit? Yeah, it's, it's we'll the give you these cool little fucking breathers. It's, it's, yeah. But it's the back. No, no, no. I'm not saying terraform Earth or, or whatever. Uh, use the world engine. He, they'd be like, he'd be like, give us time, work with us, oh, and yeah, we'll yeah. work with you. You, you've done research. You've found these super planets. Point them, point us to them, and and we'll figure it out. Let's let's yeah, work yeah. together. So I, I think it has to do with Zod just has the directive, and his his raison d'etre is literally the survival. You. So. You said to him he's not a bad guy. I really don't think he's a bad guy. We're in his way of him. It, but, we're in the way of his mandate. But there's a there's Done. a pettiness to him too because if no, that's if, a good that point. that aside, you so, take you take yeah. away Kalel. I feel like he still wouldn't have looked for another planet. He would have still just been like, "Fuck it, Earth's gone." Done. We're here now. We're on today. Well, Done. again, he, he looked for the other colonies, and all of them had none of them had. They all died. All yeah. the and you're telling died. me he didn't find some viable planets along the way. So well, he didn't have the Codex. Yeah, that's true. That, okay, that's true. And that's the way he And again, if they it. had interbred with each other, again, he's conceding to what Jarell's options were, right? He did, yeah. And I think he, he really needed to know he was right because otherwise all the bloodshed that he's he's brought about would have been for nothing for him, right? It would have been like, I, I was wrong in what I did. And I think that's hard for some people, really hard for some people, yeah. right? Yeah, that's fair. So, I think that brings us into the pretty much epic uh, end half of Act 2 and Act 3. Where so Zod comes down to Earth with his two fight. generals and threatens they Martha want, Kent. Well, they want, they found where the fucking, or no, they did Superman, or Superman. Kal-El's not given the fucking uh, location up of a ship that uh, Jarell sent him in. So they're like, well, if you won't talk, we'll talk to people who will. And their first go is... Let's go to his little fucking adoptive parents. And they find that out because they brain-raped Lois Lane. Boom! How do they find out to go there directly? I'm trying to think. I don't know. Oh! I, I, oh, by brain-raping I, I, I don't think there's no brain-raping. I think they brain-raped Superman. They 
said that Both they brain raped Okay, anyways, this just proves that we're right. Keep going. So anyway, <laughs> Watch he, he throws a car through their house. In the theater going, ah! He throws, he throws a car through her house, and then he's about to strike Lois, and then fucking Superman swoops in. Pissed Great off. moment. You yeah. threatened my mother. Oh, man. Yeah, that was good. And he, like, well, there's that moment where he's, yeah. like, putting Lois down. Not Lois. The, or no, he yeah, Lois. Yeah, he's putting but Lois down in the field, and he's like, are you okay? And then he's like... Poof, gone. Mom. He hears gone. it. He hears it. He, he listens. Mom in danger. He's like, mommy. Um, so then, I literally looked at Steve and I'm like, what if mom is boy? Yeah. Like, yeah. The Smallville <laughs> rumble happens and uh, it's a really, the it's, fucking generals it's, are those it's really good because it's, that it's, little not, Kansas a, town it's not a useless asshole. scene in the, just to fill stuff because it serves a purpose in the fact that like it, it becomes, it, you would, you could call it a three-way battle, but really it was like a two-way battle with fucking humans in the way. And it built that relationship even, with him in the military. That's even when they target him, they're like, that, are we going to go, are, there, are we yeah, aiming for the guy in the cave? No, I like that all guy. I like that no, guy. I don't want to But they said shoot all of them. Yeah. And but guys but really like the soldiers the on the ground. I think not only... It was until Clark catches one of the falling... Or no, he saved him from the knife wound. not only the human connection... Fiora was... Remember, it's like... He also catches a falling No, he does catch a guy falling out of the... Yeah, he catches the pilot. You're a... No, one of the gunmen. Money shot when Feora launches herself at one of the incoming planes, and people are like, Eject, eject, get out of there! And like, all of a sudden, you see like the top ripped off, and then just blood. Kind of like, yeah, <laughs> splat. Um, yeah. Target angry turn. Well, what I liked uh, is uh, the. He finally got to see these guys with superpowers. Like, well, yeah, and. To, see, but once uh, again, Nog I go back to the Zod thing. Like, they adopted those superpowers was, so uh, quick. He's the giant. You know how in the original Superman 2 there were the three Kryptonians, right? The big guy. Fiora, Zod, and. Oh, yeah. Nog was the big one. So there's this Kryptonian that's just a fucking giant. Gigantic right? ape, yeah. What are you saying? Uh, the problem I have is that they picked up the power so quickly. Even Zod had a problem with it. And then again, they gravity. Of, but no, they weren't flying. No, no, they were leaping. They, they weren't flying. I no, don't no, care. The, but still, the power came. Up. The have. power came, but they didn't have superpowers like the hearing, the they X-ray vision, the heat they, vision. They had their that and came after. Gravity came. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I guess. That came oh, after. they still had their breathers on. Yeah, they still had Remember, their the fight yeah. actually so they were fast and strong, but that was it. Yeah, no, I just I remember that right in the middle of that argument. That's fair. Well, actually, it stopped for Zod too because Zod was the original one. thing, and then and then they were. That's a really important scene too because he's like he's he can't focus on fighting. He's pissed. He's yeah, and that's furious. when he gets pulled away from the fight. And Fiora yeah. and this other Bruce. Yeah. yeah, what uh, what I was going to say he is meets. it's not only like the Superman human relationship that comes into play, but I think everyone finally gets a glimpse of what these aliens in the sky are really oh, capable of. Military too, that they're out of their depth. They know they're out of their depths, oh, but like, but I mean, Superman, pew, 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 pew. Superman himself. I don't, I don't know why they keep firing at them. Yeah, if I were the soldiers, I'm like, guys, this. Let's, let's just go. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, we're, we're exactly. I'm like, seriously, they're still trying to fire on us. But like, I think Superman really needed to see exactly what they were capable of too. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. against two of them, and then the ultimate fight against Zod. It's, it's, it's he gets like, his ass handed to him. I always find that action it's movies like this are set up just like a video game. It's like mini boss, mini boss, big boss, right? Now, like, what I, what I would like to mm-hmm. note is is two things. Um, well, notice how Fiora great. gets knocked un- unconscious, right? Yeah. Uh, eventually, right? And and, yeah. and you got to keep in mind they were fighting in armored suits. So what I would like to say to your power comment is they were armored and they had the gra- they were basically in Earth's gravity they would automatically be a bit stronger because of it. The other thing I want to note is uh, Superman doesn't bleed during that fight. No, nope. he's getting beat up, yeah. but he doesn't, and he's not wearing armor. So essentially, he is more invulnerable than they are. Oh, he's invincible at that. Yeah, point, yeah, though. but no, they aren't. That. Yeah, because he's thirty three years in the and, sun. And, yeah, they're, like when the plane crashes into. 
into Fiora, she's knocked unconscious. I'm like, that wouldn't have happened to Superman. No. Because he's actually... He, he just would have been pushed. He's been, he's been on Earth longer than them, so I think he's... Like they said, he absorbs the... Oh, no, I'll, 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 I'll agree with that argument. I just right thought away. it was a really good fight. So they might, be, they might be like a human and a half, whereas yeah. he's... He's the Double power of a billion men. Right? I, I like how Nog, uh, the, the, I, I'm going to call him Nog, but like <laughs> that character, I like how Superman tries to fly away and just fucking grabs him and slabs him. Oh, and but by the ankle, it's perfect. Yeah, and he yeah. doesn't even budge. He just. Yeah, that was. That gotcha. was, that was and, a good fight. And he kind of looks back. He's like, uh, uh fuck. Womp, womp. What do you guys This is what. Like it, this is what pisses me off about people hating on this movie because I'm like this is what you are all fucking begging for with Superman Returns. Totally, yeah. let him punch everything. Who, who's bitching? With I've never seen. Oh, a lot of people are saying, that. "Oh, super! It's too much of an action movie." And I'm like, "So it should be." Fucking Superman Returns, he lifted a rock. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love the action. I think the action in this one was fucking Tonight. incredible, man. Yeah. Like they whole they literally so they literally it's Superman versus the fucking the uh, uh, Fiora and Nog. Is the terrible too. Yeah. So, <laughs> Literally destroy fucking Smallville. And we, we got a good call call to the third act with uh, the two lieutenants facing off with the knives. Cause he so was, good. Yeah. And the, and using her What's line her against quote? her. Oh, no, her honor, quote was... Though. Oh, uh, like... A, she a pulls fight. a knife on him and Death like, in the heat of a battle is kind of like the greatest honor. honor. Though, though, yeah, the whole... Yeah, um, she on him. Viking, yeah. No, like uh, that um, a, good, a good death is a reward in, in yeah. itself. It's a reward, yeah. So just as she's about to stab the shit out of him, Superman saves him, and that was the point where the military's like, he's not our enemy. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's after he, he's kind of beat down because they have to take off because Fiora's uh, suit. He managed to smash a breather. So yeah. the, the Nog guy picks her up and takes off because he's like, they regroup. Shit. Yeah. And then, and then he's there, and then he's coming out, and they've got their guns on him. And then, like, the lieutenant comes in because he saved them. He's like, this man isn't our enemy, right? So, yeah. And that's when they actually start calling him Superman. Well, uh, that battle, no, it was the next no, one. The next best. scene. In the next scene, they're like, uh, yeah, they're with Superman uh, developing a plan. With no, no, it's... it's the, Just that random Air Force guy. is coming and Superman's en route. But it's he's like, like, Superman. Superman. That's, that's what, what the fuck called. else do you call I, I left... <laughs> That the big reveal was just from some guy we'd yeah, never even yeah. seen before, too. Yeah. Like the reveal, and Lois, but Lois Lane like, was on the cusp yeah, of it, too, right? Yeah. That was and well it's done. like just some random guy comes in and he's like, Superman, and they're like, Superman is in route. I just like they said it's such military, it's just like that was yeah. movie Mark candy. 42 in route, so. <laughs> <laughs> Superman's in route. Yeah. So, uh, at that point, House uh, protocol. <laughs> Lois finally perks up and says, Hey, by the way, Jarrell told me how to beat them. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, by the way, no. Well, he, um, um, Superman finally gets a chance to go and check on Mom again, and she's fine. And then that's when Lois uh, he figures that she figures that that's where he's headed. Goes yeah. there, and okay. And this is one part that I kind of have issue with in the movie is that like, the cops? well, yeah, the cops are there. She's like, we need to go and tell Superman exactly what's going on. You need to go to this address in in yeah. Smallville, well, and that's where that that's, that's where Martha Kent lives. And also, by the way, Martha Kent has this adoptive son named Clark who's kind of missing these days. And and actually, the adoption papers don't really quite make sense because we can't figure out who the biological parents. Don't worry like, about I'm that. Like I'm like I'm like I'm like okay. Finally, you gave Lois some some brains in that she's able to and figure out. Who's, and then the rest of the world also can't figure it out when all the clues are laid out so well. Like yeah. also, Zod and his his cronies go directly to this one like coordinate in Kansas, and yeah. that has no connection. To, like. And, and even at the end, he says, I'm from Kansas. Kansas. I'm like, why the fuck would you tell them that? Yeah, yeah I, I grew, grew up, up in Kansas. Kansas. I'm How much American. more American can yeah. I get? The, um, that's that's one thing that bugged in this movie, for sure. Well, we'll touch on that last scene when it comes up. All right, well, so... 
So he World just, engine engages. That's the big plan. Yeah, well, Zod arrives back to the ship, and they're like, and what happened down there? And he's like, he exploited a temporary weakness, and he's like, activate the world engine, just fuck all these people. <laughs> so, but no, but he still didn't have the codex then. Oh, no, that's when he's like, oh, kill that, Superman. No, we'll then the, the scientist comes in, and he's like, I have discovered where the codex is. Yeah. It was in kal the Interesting. whole time. Uh, the thing I like is how when the, the world engine kicks in, they don't start in Metropolis. They start in the Indian Ocean. Yeah. And yeah. I was like... Uh, it left me kind of going, well, how, where, where's this going? Same oh, I like how, the yeah. I like how instead of starting in Metropolis, like, the and on the opposite side of the world, they started on that side. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just thought it was a nice little, it, it kind of threw me for a spin because it was like, Indian Ocean, when the fuck was this mentioned previously? But then it, I don't and know, it, it, was, it was nice. Directly directly on the opposite. other side of the world is Metropolis. It, it, it was yeah. a nice little twist, and it, it, I like when, especially when we know a bit of the mythos and the, the background of Superman, when you throw those twists in for even the diehards. It was a, yeah. it was a nice it was little reprieve. It's good. Because you can kind of guess what's going to happen. Like, you knew when the tornado was coming. You're like, oh, I can't. I don't want this to happen. But you knew that's when the hammer drops, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so the world engine. They developed the plan with the fucking <laughs> yeah, But the they still have to stop the world engine. So while they're developing this bomb that they're going to use to stop their. Uh, well, not developing. It's just collide the fucking scared yeah, ships. And the... Something as simple as that. But anyway. <laughs> uh, we're going to upload a virus to their mothership. <laughs> yeah. You know when you get a cold? <laughs> so the man of steel has to go to the Indian Ocean. Ah, uh, uh, uh. uh, uh, uh. You didn't say the magic words. Which actually is interesting. Because I thought he would probably probably be better if he had stopped it in Metropolis rather than the Indian Ocean. Okay, that's one major thing. Is the that world engine was the, the maybe you can uh, maybe you can like chalk it up to that he's just he's only been Superman for a little while and he hasn't quite gotten the hang of this whole superhero thing. But he brings the fight to Smallville. He chooses not to save Metropolis at first, and then when he gets to Metropolis, okay, some of it Hold is on. like the fault of Zod, but. He, like, Didn't they say they needed to stop like, the world engine? Like, Zod's ship was just a receiver. They had to stop the world engine. I, yeah. I feel like that was the problem. Pieces, but the Indian Ocean one landed first. It, it did yeah, land, it did land first. That's the world engine. It's also that's the problem. Well, no, it's the also the one that was uh, that was changing the atmosphere yeah, as well. Two, it's a two part it's a, thing. It's a two for. Yeah, it was changing, like, Lois stayed was, with so, the thing that was going so when, into the ship. I need to stop this. That's when he saw the piece going and Zod was still in orbit. So he went to the first one. So he went after that. And then everything happened. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. It was well in place. No, because Lois was like, I know if I plow this thing into Zod's ship. Well, that's where the the actual Phantom Drive is. That's where the that's what Jor El explained is. to her, and that's why Superman had to go to the other side of the world to stop because the other they, half. Like they're pretty much, we got this. You go take We've care of that other one. thing. Go take okay. care of the one I'll on the other it. side of the world. But what? Yeah. <laughs> I agree. No, no, it does, it does make a lot of sense. One thing that bugged Plus me too is just that like. Daily Planet offices, they're looking out and like, okay, the ship is over Metropolis. Probably anybody, have yeah, sooner. anybody who's seen Independence Day probably knows this is not going to be a good thing, especially with Time as soon as Kansas. the as soon as the blue light comes down. But then that gravity drive starts engaging and buildings start toppling, and then all of a sudden Perry White, in the most nonchalant fucking way I've right, ever seen, is just like, okay, everybody, to down to the lobby. You know, like, I'm like. Tighter cool. shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I can't leave it behind. As my earring fell out. It wasn't even me. That was you. <laughs> so uh, we were treated to a really interesting, like, first part of the third act, where Superman has to go up against giant spider brainiac terraforming thingy, world engine stuff, which I thought was a little convoluted because, like, the scene just felt really, oh, not necessarily unnecessary, but just like really over the top. It was. It was fucking. 
into the like Roland on, Emmerich style pointless. of like destruction. What was pointless? The whole, Him like, going up against the, the machine. Engine. Like he should have oh, just no stopped way. it, and then it was like, "Fuck, what? Metropolis is getting wrecked." Yeah, <laughs> and then they just could have had a lag time for him get no, I, I like time for him getting there and yeah, and like the, you know what I mean. Like it should have been like, no. If you had put that lag time, people would be like, "How the fuck did Bruce Wayne get back to Gotham so quick, and Superman couldn't fly?" Out? Or why didn't the Iron Patriot armor with the president and not work? And, well, he's Batman. It's coded to obviously. It's already con- still. yeah. It's already coded to Rhodes. It's still though. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so. For cinephiles, no, I'm joking. How's it coded? So, huh? By his DNA? Does it look like a blood sample? No, it's the same reason why... Jarvis, Jarvis no, it's the same reason why uh, Rhodes couldn't use the rest of the Iron Man armor. Because it was he, coded to Tony. Yeah, but he just slapped on that Okay, so that's a different easy. movie. Because in the, in the first movie, he offered it to him, remember? It's a different movie. The Mark II was always coded. It was always coded to Brody or Rhodey and uh, and Tony. Brody. <laughs> okay, so Man of Steel. All right, we'll argue this one in Iron Man Thank Four. <laughs> if there is one, <laughs> but yeah, no. So okay, so Smallville gets ripped a new one. Too. Metropolis gets ripped a new one. They finally uh, destroy that world uh, engine and stop the terraforming process. A good scene but with the plane, climb, which, which which stops the gravity drive, but it still doesn't stop the power of these all these Kryptonians who can immediately start invading but they've got a plan in, in, in action I liked how the uh, Emil Hamilton had that uh, vision to like look at the ship that yeah, Kyle like, oh, came down in, and he's like ah <laughs> shit this doesn't look quite right click 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 boom suddenly starts working well, oh, right. how yeah, convenient yeah. that Lois falls off the ship just before I was just about to say and the sad thing is so that is he the dead? just we... got killed and I feel like well could I don't think they nice... died uh, they, I think they're in the phantom Sorry. zone. I think they're all in the uh, phantom and, and that zone. could be that could be yep. true. <gasps> I totally I think like so. I didn't even think that. Including oh Theora, gosh, Superman figuring out how to. So she just fucking in the phantom zone, killing them. Like, is this kind of working? Well, once once they're in the phantom zone and Zod isn't there, like the the head of the dragon's been cut off. So what do they do? Maybe they start. Talking. Actually working together. And technically, they're in stasis when they're in the fair. Phantom Zone. Well, no, conscious. they were they were they're in stasis in those machines in. in the Phantom Zone. This what? time, just so I'm just sitting there like you got Fiora and fucking uh, who's the the professor the just hook up. staring at each other. No, just her like, and the lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> her oh yeah, it's just like so. You tried to kill me back there. He keeps trying to change the subject, but yeah. it's just like so, no, no, no. We're gonna talk about what just happened. Now Zod has been put to the point of desperation where he survives the. The explosion because he used uh, the quote unquote what everyone thought was going to be the fortress of solitude. Uh, yeah, uh, to attack them. the yeah, proto he, fortress. Yeah, he was able to find the location of the fortress of solitude thingy because of Lois, yeah, yeah. and uh, he kill he ends up killing uh, Jor-El's uh, computer simulation. He deletes it, wipes its memory, and uh, so sure enough, Superman destroys the ship. Uh, he crash lands, and we get a final, which which kind of raises the question. It's like. That, I'm, I'm glad Superman saved us because he definitely didn't save Metropolis because that city's like gone. Yeah. But just just but, to clarify on Jor-El, he's is he 100 percent wiped out because he was in the Ark ship, the scout ship that we're saying that Kara no, might have. Te- technically, he's in the he Phantom was, Zone as well. Also, no. and he was mm-hmm. also part of Zod's ship. So he was Zod deleted ship. him. He's no, he deleted he, him. He deleted, he deleted, he deleted him from the Ark where he was when right? when Clark put the but command key in. But he was also part in. of Zod's ship. But Lois put the command key into Zod's ship, which yeah, went into the Phantom Zone. 
Kal-El. He only deleted it on the arc. It's like a USB stick. Yo. So that's what I'm just yeah, exactly. I feel like Once he's copied onto the internet, like he's everywhere. That Phantom Zone argument that those characters can be brought back one way or another, or the best Rel still does exist. Well, I, I, think, I would love to see Russell Crowe. I, I really feel that they're in the Phantom Zone because I feel Emil Hamilton's too important of a character to just kill off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I think that's one of the. That was one of the. It's when Smallville was starting to fall apart. It was one of the best moments that like Three still kind of held it. Season one. <laughs> Hey, look, I love the show. That's a good show. show. But no, but... um, (laughs) That was funny. But no, uh, is is the escape of the Phantom Zone, especially when Kal-El goes into the Phantom Zone and uh, tries to rescue some of the people. But then that in in, in the Smallville mythos, that in turn opens up the door for all the Phantoms, all of these like evil Kryptonians to get into the world. And Uh, he has to go and hunt them down. So that might play into a little bit. Kryptonians Kryptonians have run into Bizarro. Oh, Bizarro was terrible. And so was uh, fucking... I'm just like you, just a little more bizarre. So was Doomsday. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it. Really? Was that a quote? <laughs> wow. So, um... Uh, so, uh, this whole mess happened, and like you said, we could, he couldn't say Metropolis. I thought that we were going to end there. Because I was just like, holy fuck. And then I seen Zod come out. And I'm like, we're in for another fucking you half... fucked my shit! We're in for another <laughs> half hour of fucking awesome. Literally, it's 20 minutes of them just... Throwing punches. Well, we, we finally we, we get the big throwdown fight, which is pretty epic. And well, then when he started flying, I'm like, oh. There's no moments where like Zod's kicking someone and they just He's flip. Like, Fuck this armor! Flip, I'll flip, kill you with my flip. bare hands. Well, he gives the epic speech of like. Wait, wait, wait! Sorry, I just ran back from the washroom. Um, when he throws the ammo off, you know what it totally reminded me of? What? Piccolo in Dragon Ball Z when he's like, yeah. "I've been wearing this heavy shit the whole time, bitches." Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and I didn't even make that fucking connection. That's no, so it's good. Just like, yeah. <laughs> does the same thing too when he takes off his shirt and shit. Yeah, and it's just like I've been you've only been fighting me with a shirt on. Wait till I take it it's off. It's waiting. Oh, Spirit like cloud that comes up totally. So good. Me. Well, I love how at that point Kellel's like, I need to not give this guy a chance. Like he like he like ra- like basically rushes him as soon as he sees he flies because he's like, I need yeah. to put this guy down as quickly as possible. Uh, like okay, well, so, like, think of the whole like what started off I think was the epic speech. This is what I love about the fucking Sod character and I think is what it shines so much is he literally has nothing to lose at this point. He he's now like this. that's when he becomes, this is where he becomes a fucking villain. Is this is where he's, he's a he's mad now he's out. Leash. You took what I stood for away from me. I now I'm just out for fucking. Blood. You took my soul. Like, to him, he, Superman's the bad guy. He's the good guy. Yeah. And Superman's the you bad guy. Killed our race. Well, especially at this point, was, yeah, it was this point where he went from an awesome moment, character until fucking. He went from like a good, solid, like you know, what I mean, he could just he can go thin red line character yeah. so, to now he's fucking hundred percent, hundred percent bad guy. Three right? three Easter eggs during that fight. Uh, number one. Uh, Lex Corp uh, yep. billboards Twice. as well as the uh, the tankers. Yeah, uh, two was Blaze. Uh, the uh, the Wayne Enterprise satellite that yep. they crashed, which is awesome because he hit knocks out of them in space. Uh, the, and, well, it's the re- it's the debris of the Wayne Enterprise's satellite that hits yeah. the Lex Corp building. Yeah, yeah, and and the and the third uh, the third was uh, Blaze Blaze Comics, comics on which the billboards. Is, uh, yeah. The comics that published Booster Gold, who's a superhero from the future, yeah. Yeah. ends up coming back to the past. There's the actually there's another well, well, he's a loser where from the future. Yeah, one of the yeah. the lieutenant is, I think it's the lieutenant at the end has the same name as uh, Carol Ferris Carol Ferris yeah, yeah. Green Lantern right mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Oh, she's, a, she's, a, she's a captain too so yeah. she's a jet fighter yeah. Yeah. So the one like, that thinks that Superman's hot yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Oh, that's such a good fucking connection. Uh, <laughs> I love it. So he has an erection. We got a 20 minute battle. I'm just talking battle. into my own cock battle, instead battle, of a microphone battle. now. Literally, like, epic battle. The fucking final scene is when literally it's to a point it's a where... It's, it's a, like, central station. And fucking Zod is literally trying to heat vision some fucking innocent people. And Superman has no choice. Well, he pleads with them. Well, he's asking, stop. No, please don't do this. Stop. He's like, never. And then, no, he says... It's a what, great moment. What does he say? Zod says something there. He's, he's like, like, I will not never stop. stop. I will never stop and until yeah. oh, your I precious ne- humans are yeah. gone. Yeah, and then that's when no, he, Yeah, he's <sighs> like... Yeah, no, he's like, you... Uh, what is it? You want to be one of them so you can suffer along with them. Yeah. So he, like... He's I will never stop. Vision, and he's like, no, stop, stop. He's like, I will never stop. And then he snaps his neck and it's sad because you know he starts off alone and he re- he, he he ends up alone he ends up alone because of what he has to do right well this is a, this well, is like, came rushing right to you gotta him, think man. this is a three day journey whereas like you take the other iterations of uh, Superman whether it's Justice League um, the, mm-hmm. the one you touched on earlier even if you go back to uh one with Dean Cain, the Adventures of Superman TV. Like, <laughs> that, was that, that was Lois and Clark. Like, none of the big decisions came until years after when he had fully yeah. developed at least his baseline of powers. Yeah. Like you say, he turns into Ultimate Superman or whatever you want to call yeah. him. Then the decision might have been easier for him. He's like, this guy needs to die. Boom. Done. But that way he can weigh the option. This is like three days ago you found out you're fucking gone. Yeah. yeah. How how do you deal with that? Like that's got to be yeah. heart wrenching to mm-hmm. to well, be such and a voice just like, to save people your whole life. And then well, all it's the sudden, whole like just like Tito said earlier. It's just like a refusal to accept that he can't save yeah. everybody. And, and he ends yeah. up and and uh, if anything, it like reaffirms the fact that like he is a child of Earth now, right? Which is interesting because if you notice our conversation during this entire podcast is everyone's been referring to him as Cal. Like this is this is yeah. Cal no Al. This is this is Cal L. He's he Clark Kent is he's he's not Clark Kent until like the end. Of the last end. scene. No, no. Clark yeah. Kent is. I mean, he's given the name, of course, by his adoptive parents. Yeah. But no, he but he's so injured, but it's, we already it's, know. It really plays into Daily that Kill Bill then, yeah, speech where Clark Kent really, is the is the mask. Daily Planet, really Daily Planet feel, not Daily Bugle. I really sorry. feel that um, uh, Clark Kent, the his persona that he takes on is, I think, his commentary on on his father. Yeah. His yep. father was very hide who you are, and I think that's how he sees well, like uh, the whole Kill Bill thing, how he sees humanity, but more importantly, how his father raised him. The yeah. person his father wanted, like basically, told him to hide as right. So yeah, I thought that was well, really and it's it's a really good um, that line. What are you going to do when you're not saving the world? And he's like, "Well, I need a job where I'm able to ask questions, where people can I just ask like, nobody has more about me running into the craziest situation." Can I just like back a scene where he's like? You know, after he's killed him, and he's like screaming, and then Lois Lane runs down, and she's like, uh, "It's okay, put your hand in my boobs. Just touch oh. my body, it's and okay. it'll be okay. It's okay. Just, just, that'll come. It'll come. Any male down, doesn't matter what race yeah. or species. You put man and tits. Uh, the heavy. I like. Pillow. I like. I like the moment where Perry White's just like, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> They're making out in the middle of like. That was before the Zod fight, though, right? Yeah, that was before was the like fight after, where they make after out. After they destroyed the Phantom Drive. Right when Zod they were squealing. And I like, yeah. I like the hokey talk in between, like, you know, from the uh, after the, they say after the first kiss, it's all downhill from here, and he says something witty back. Oh, that, like, that only counts for humans yeah, when you're kissing like, humans. Yeah, like, like, if I were her, I would have been like, I'm a human. 
No. If you're kissing a human. Yeah, and he's kissing a human. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's what I mean. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I, think I will be bored with you within days. <laughs> uh, I think that's a play on the fact that, like, the Lois and Clark show where she the just peanuts from the third hooked up, right? Yeah. yeah. The Indian Ocean. Um, it's interesting when right, the powers in that show. Literally <laughs> after the fucking death scene, it's a quick little five se- I think it's not even five minutes. It's great, We've got to wrap this up right quick. It's great, though. Two scenes before the end. Um... The destruction of the satellite or the the, the drone, sorry, the spy, the spy drone. Okay, well before that, literally he gets, literally he's like, okay, I need, I need, I need a job. Martha Kent, or yeah. Martha Kent is going to be like, well, what are you going to do now that the world? And that's when you get the scene of like your father would have loved to see you standing in, in front standing of you. Yeah, and then and that's when she, and that's where, yeah, and then yeah. She, he says something. And she, no, oh no, I wish he was there to my, see I it. I wish he was. Yeah. In my VIP theater, I'm like, give me some tissues. <laughs> <laughs> and, your, and your tits. I need, I need a shoulder. Okay. Yeah, well no, that's when, yeah, quite you literally. You didn't have tissues from all the loads earlier? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I need a feels remover. I'm having too many feels. So well no, because like, that's when he, that's when she gave the epic quote. I was like, no, he knew. He was there. He saw it. And I don't think there's a better way to present that. Like are more powerful, impactful. He knew exactly uh, what he so would become, and especially the scene. Like it shows, it shows her walking up, him, t- her touching him on the shoulder, and she sees like he's admiring and having his moment. She doesn't ruin that. She walks away and goes in the house because she sees that he he sees that this little alien that they've raised is just like the height of the human potential with godlike superpowers. It's, it's so then yeah. he's like, oh, what are you going to do? Superman, if you will. What you, yeah. Fuck you, Tito. Yeah. <laughs> so then he, they, they show him hustling. Are you jerking bu- off there? Yeah, you're jerking off like Keep talking. Keep talking. Uh, Keep, he's at the quote. Uh, 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 you got to do it like Forrest Gump's mom. The, um... <laughs> no, the guy. It's the guy. <laughs> okay, but literally they show him going into the fucking Daily Planet with like the... I like the bike part too. Bike stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, he's environmental. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. He, he was biking up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on, let's wrap this up. We're red to two hours by the way. The um okay, so then uh, I think we're all in agreement and I don't think anyone's arguing this point, but Lois knew exactly who he was, obviously. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. She goes uh, pink I just in find it a little stupid that nobody like. else did at that yeah, point. Yeah, they yeah. saw them making out. <laughs> but then they, yes. they got this little cheeky line and she's like, Welcome to the planet. <laughs> so good. So good. I even had <laughs> make I even nudged the girlfriend. She kinda had a blank look and was like, Seriously, come on. Like, <laughs> nothing? Who is really? Who is this guy? Oh. Like the guy? Then we get okay. to the epic little little fucking jeep traveler and then all of a sudden a fucking drone goes down at first that was a missile I'm yeah like, who the fuck is firing yeah and then it's just like hey that was a that 12, was a 12 million, million dollar drone uh what did he i say? know you're trying to find where i find where, where I, I hang, hang my, my cape, cape captain yeah. uh, one thing it's like i want i'm here to help but it's got to be on my own terms yeah. which is which is flies in the face of the truth justice and in the american I, way I, thing I, I, a global superhero now that's the one thing i, I kind of hope they would have changed to bring into like a more up-to-date when he's like how do I know you're not invested in American interests? I would like to have heard fucking uh, Kal-El say, I'm not, I'm like, I'm a world. I'm protected in I'm human a, interest, I'm a, not exactly. American. But he comes from I America. I know, but I, agree, fine, but I don't, I, I didn't like that. Like, I didn't like the fact that he gave away he's from Kansas. Not that it would have been a big secret at this point, because fucking the battle in small. But, but that military, out. that military coordinator, uh, lieutenant that, that he has that relationship with, it could simply be the kind of uh, Iron Man and Rhodes yeah. relationship, right? Like, I think we look. We know you know where Superman is, and we're not going to pry because he'll probably fucking fries with his eyes. But you keep a leash on him. You be his friend. But I think you yeah. infiltrate. Yeah. 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 That that, that idea of maybe trust, yeah. maybe they'll try to 
Where is the? Well, that 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 well, in the comics that leads, that leads an yeah. opening for somebody to in come comments, in and be like that I don't. brings it that the government uh, starts uh, uh, the Cadmus project and uh, led by Amanda Waller, who actually made an appearance in uh, the Green Lantern movie. She was that whole alien division. Remember the yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. Amanda Waller, and there's so it's the Cadmus project, and actually their whole thing is to monitor Superman and any other aliens coming to Earth. And their big prize project ends up being uh, a clone. Superman. A clone yeah. Superman. Which turns no, into can I just say one something? of the forms of Supergirl. Well, I was going to say, we overlooked a bit of a theme that they stressed. It's because he reset it in that last scene. Where I think it was actually the church scene where it's like, I how do I... Big butts in the <laughs> How do I know Zod uh, will keep his word? And the priest said, sometimes you just got to take a leap of faith. Trust yeah. comes first. So trust comes, comes, after. comes after. And then that's when he said... Because he he's like... How, or when the general was just like, how do you know that... I'm going to go to Washington and, and try to defend you. It's a good parallel. And he's like, I can't, but I'm just going to have to I trust can't know you. That, yeah. Um, speaking of speaking of surveillance, I just like Batman's keeping an eye on Superman. Yeah, that Wayne like satellite. That's Batman like keeping his eyes all over Superman. Oh, that'd literally, that'd be a nice tieback. <laughs> that's like, literally like, oh, trust me, Clark, Robin, I know about you from the beginning. John Blake, yeah. like, my, by uh, the way, you owe me $36 million right or $36 billion. Awesome, uh, I can oh, definitely see a joke about that. That would have been amazing. One thing that we haven't really talked about is... hold on. One thing that we haven't really talked about is... so many people talking at once. One thing that we haven't really talked about is, despite the fact that it's clear that LexCorp exists, there's no Lex Luthor whatsoever. Not even a trace of him yet. You know what? And, I love uh, for every bald fucker in that movie. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. There's so less support, else but the man the movie, himself. Dead for it. I'm like, going through the crowds. <laughs> it looked like I had probably some kind of... Say your, say your like. scene for the end. That was actually pretty good. Okay, yeah. so we the, the idea it. was instead, <laughs> instead of... Uh, we saying. like rewriting <laughs> the endings of <laughs> major motion pictures. Or how it should have ended. In your case. Um, so, <laughs> we're going to film this, actually. So the scene where... give me the location and we'll film this. You move the scene where the drone gets taken down to the end of the credits and uh, instead of it being a small jeep it's a large truck and the general comes out as Superman's landing and he's like what the F are you doing he's like that w- uh, that's one of our drones he's like I know you're looking for to hang my uh, where I'm gonna hang basically dialogue follows right and, and then um, and then uh, then you uh, just hear as before he flies away you hear a voice say Kryptonian and he turns around and he says you owe me 12 million dollars right and yeah. he's like he's like excuse me he's like that's the price of the drone right and basically, they cut. They're kind of their first, uh, their first. It's a bald guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 And don't even. You don't even have to show his face either. Like just, just a be bald head. Back of his head, and you just see like it's a bald guy, and you know yeah. who it is, right? So it's a bald guy with an attitude that's standing. Yeah, up and then Superman says something smart like kinda, "Bill me." There's, 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 there's right? going to yeah. be some kind of if there yeah. is a follow up, whether it's Bruce Wayne or Lex Luthor, yeah. and if it's Lex Luthor in a playing manner before he turns into villain, you're going to have uh, some kind. Another of idea. Another idea. What would be at the end, basically. Uh, the the military looking at uh, contracts after everything happens, and you see proposals from Wayne Enterprises and Lex Corp, and he basically ultimately Buying puts against the, each other. puts puts the puts the approval signature on the Lex Corp one. Or you don't know which one it is. That one. That well, one no, no, it'd be two folders. So, one's labeled yeah, no, Wayne no. Enterprises, and the other one's labeled Lex Corp. He's like, these are the last two. These are the the two closest bids, right? And then basically he looks at both of them, and then he signs off on one, and then you see him close it. And you see that it's the LexCorp one that he chose. Interesting yeah, twist. So awesome. basically, okay, that's the last. No. That's the last scene, and I'm sitting there waiting. I'm just like, see, that's the scene we could film. That's I'm just, 
Okay, so well, no, I was waiting for an Avocene's credit, and I'm yes. fucking. I was going to ask okay. how do you guys feel about they're not. I will. Completed I credit. will tell you. My exact feelings was a girl behind us in the IMAX theory. She goes, I should have known this wasn't a Marvel movie and walked out. And I'm like, that's exactly it. Marvel okay, does that. Are they, are they lining the up for a Justice League? Is I think they are. Absolutely. Okay, okay. I have news. Apparently, so I just could read you it. not filter something in? Like, that? that no. is the genre no. that is the, the Wayne Enterprises is the Wayne Enterprises logo. Okay, but once again, look, we're fucking nerds. Yeah. Okay. You need to. I take anybody else. You need to spell this out for but people. But I don't think you do. Oh, See, no, I like, think that's honestly, uh, me or, and Christian are on the no, same page. This is, no, this is the this is the thing. One word was so, Iron Man. You guys the are so Easter fucking eggs. spoiled. That's the problem. No, no, <laughs> no the Easter we, eggs are full of nerds. I am, and you need to cater to me. Easter for the nerds. That's fine. But I'm, I'm fair enough. You got to you got to play to the bigger audiences. Red Skull. Because we drag people to the movies, but they have to enjoy it fully, and they have to expect. This is what's coming next. You yeah, but feed no, into that expectation. On, at, on the same vein, that's, that same regular Joe is going to see that trailer and be like, oh, that fucking looks awesome. I want to blow my load to that movie. And they're going to go see it anyway, right? Yeah. Uh, no, no. Yeah. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say this. Hold on. Think, wait, like, the, they, for the fucking geeks, if they really wanted to go like go back to Iron Man, the original after scene credit, with all you could have left was Tony Stark. You're not the only superhero. I'm Nick Fury or whatever. I don't even think he said his name, to be honest. Yeah, my name's Nick Fury, director. He would have left it at that, and then people would have said, would have freaked out. But then he said that word, Avengers. And then that's when everyone knew that this was going to be like, oh, we're in for some fucking shit now. I think that they really needed to not reveal it. Fully, because so many people are like, okay, so Marvel did Avengers, Marvel did Avengers. Well, and they can go in tons of directions now that they haven't set anything up. So in, they can do another Superman and to him say like Actually, they gotta wait to see how much money it makes. Right? This is where I'm That's, so excited. They were skeptical. I have it as, what have it as number three on my list of the top five, and I'm wishing I could change yeah, that now. But it. I have it as number three, and it's because I had that doubt. Guaranteed, guaranteed. <laughs> Hide who you are. No, but guaranteed that there's the people that are that make the decisions behind the scenes at Legendary Pictures and at Warner Brothers uh, who are just like, yeah, okay, we should probably leave a bunch of openings for the Justice okay, League, but, but, but we have to see how much money it makes first. Nothing's greenlit. Look, Nothing is greenlit. Oh, no, I, I understand that, but look at uh, no, uh, what the fuck was I just it? Percy read a fucking Jackson article and, and I'm trying to say it. There's brand times. new news. Warner Brothers are looking at moving forward Man of Steel for 2014 next year. Next what? year, come yeah. buckets. After, after they, <laughs> after they, yeah, after the opening, they got opening the Thursday totals, they were like, "Wait, how they'll film a movie in a year?" No. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Back to the Future two and three were filmed like in one year. If you if you fast track it, no, a lot of green screen, like hey, look, think no. think how much you think, can say that how much all think the how much right just now. wait of that movie was Superman green one and two were filmed back to back, you know. Dude, that, you're right? talking movies in the eighties. Yeah, it's a different time, man. Yeah, it's a different time with better technology. Okay, because we already set all the ground. You already have yeah. I guarantee you have the the computer files for everything Kryptonian. I guarantee the structure. You basically say I want to make it look like this. They already have the skins and everything. I guarantee that they hedge their best. Fast tracking it. I guarantee they hedge their bets and they're like Amy Adams, Henry Cavill, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, all these major players, even even Russell Crowe, even Kevin Costner, even Diane Lane. They're just like, we're not sure yet, but we'll give you some extra fucking cash if you clear your schedule in case we can fast track another movie if this does well. And we'll know after opening weekend. Now, I think uh, they made a misstep in not doing a post credit sequence because I think uh, – that's really going to hurt the replay value for some people because I know that I know when Iron Man first came out, no people specifically it. went because they missed 
the, the end yep. credit sequence the first go around yep. and had to go yeah. watch it again because they're like the fuck are you talking about and Same then they, with Avengers yeah I went back for this rom because there was two yeah yeah so. So okay. uh, it's something to keep Talk, in mind. I think I, they, they missed an opportunity there because even if they had, even if they had something as simple as that drone scene, just as is at the end of the credits, as su- a little Easter egg, Superman saying something like, "I wonder if there are others out there like me that could help." Like, and even even it's in just same. regular conversation, you can pick up on that. You can. There is a lot of openings, but like I said, it's, you, you gotta do. You, do you leave the openings for the hardcore geeks, or do you leave the openings for the? Quote, unquote, I say play to the masses. Yep. You have to play to the I mean, masses. You do. If I was the director, it would piss me off to do it, but bottom line, no, the studios want... You, you do both. You, you, give the, you give the fucking nerds what they want, and you, you, you do your fucking comic Easter eggs. I got the impression well, they, that Zack Snyder already... had no interest in that whatsoever. Because they... just from the quote about the red tights alone, like the red underpants, like he's just like, we'll take them away because the Superman's going to be in his own universe. Okay, but they don't have to hint that there's a Justice League coming, because it was announced in late 2012. So everyone already knows Justice League is coming. That's what I'm getting at. It's not greenlit, but everybody can extrapolate because of how well the Avengers did. It literally says right in front of me that they're going to fast track a Man of Steel 2 for prior to Justice League, which is 2014. But are they saying Justice League's 2015, or are we just going by what we read a year ago? No, it says, in late 2012, it was announced that Justice League would arrive in 2015 to compete against Avengers 2. However, as the success of Man of Steel has become more and more clear, the studio's focus shifted from the team-up film to milking their rebooted Superman franchise for all the billions it's likely worth. 2014. Can we talk about reboots of series, though? I, just, I quickly... Yeah, I, I, I really like want a final thoughts. We're so. done talking about the movie, just quickly, yeah. before we do yeah. final thoughts. So we argued points of I even mentioned uh, Lois and Clark going back to the to that universe. We especially Spider Man. Spider Man's been rewritten how many times in the last ten years alone? Like yeah, that's that's three reiterations. With really close when, you, when you when you redo yeah. it, you can literally do what you want. So we're being really critical based on what we know, but we're all in our twenties to thirties. So we're not. You look at the forties to fifty year old guys, the guys that are comic book men. They're going off the comic books they read when they were kids. There are guys that are older than them that are saying, it's farcical that this fucker can fly, and blah, blah, blah. So, mm-hmm. and at the same time, we're, we're going off the mythos, uh, the mythos and uh, all, the, all the stuff that we're used to, whereas literally Star, the Star Trek revival, they can do what they want, because this is, if they're stating that this is a new Superman universe, it's, it's, it's everything it's apart. And every time, 10 years from now when they redo it, I always say a new Harry Potter's coming. And they're going to make an American version, not the British version. They can do whatever the fuck they want with it. It's a, it's a, it's a re- revisiting of it for a reason. But I think it's a fine line you got to play with because as much as you want to reboot a yep. series, you still got to be. Uh, as, you have to touch you on certain points. Yeah. You, you got to be. You any movie that gets greenlit is ability have. to make money. Yeah. As much as we all want to say, oh, fucking Hollywood should should or Disney should have banked on a fucking newbie director for Star Wars Episode Seven, this is a business game, whether people want to admit it or not. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Disney wouldn't fucking bank on a on a newbie director for a franchise that they just spent four billion dollars on because they want to recoup that fucking money. Yeah, mm-hmm. you need to be able to make a film that has the ability to create that money. If it, that means we got to go a general storyline or f- to be able to reboot and something create something from scratch, will that attract the audience? You'll definitely have a high opening weekend, but mm-hmm. people might be like, this fucking sucks, he fought an island. Yeah, You know what I mean? When you try to revamp a story by yourself, you you got to stick to source material. And that's um, what is source material in, in our superhero world is you got these comics from 20 or some odd years ago, yeah. right? At least the, thing I don't know what's, the universe is so big, right? Like they can well, pull from 75 anywhere. years ago in Superman's case. And, and yeah. I'm here the comic books. Birthday. 
and how many the, iterations of comic books? Which which lineage are you following? Well, then now now you get to pick your fucking choice of what big graphic novel, yeah. blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying, to, in order to re, oh, I'm rebooting Superman. He's going to fight Red a giant Spider Man at the or a giant Spider at the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to be able to stick. You got to stick to source material because as much as you want to reboot something, you still got to be able to draw a crowd. You want to make the money back because you want to keep doing these things. Yeah. And obviously, I don't even know if Superman Returns made its budget. Obviously, it did, I think. It just, barely. But, it yeah, barely. But everyone hated it. It was critically... Yeah, not I thought it was all right. But I'm just saying, everyone <laughs> has a problem. Speaking of hating it, this movie's had a really tough time with the critics. Yeah, a lot of really? critic, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot it, of panning. It, yeah, a lot of, a lot of the critics panned basically saying... I find them critical of it, and I love it. Huh? Like, I find them pretty critical of it, but I thought it was fucking entertaining. Like, mm-hmm. this thing needs to be seen on the fucking IMAX, and you need to pay 20 bucks. My only concern is that I'm not going to top this. I mean, literally, like, it was a world invasion plot, and I'm just like, how do they, like, I mean, one, how do they top this for a sequel? And two, how, how does, how, like, what are, what's the Justice League going to go up against if not a world invasion? I guess like, we're going to find out next the, year. When you do blockbusters versus a weekly, like, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Justice League cartoon series. I think there were six seasons of mm-hmm. it. And you could have, one episode was Dire uh, Catastrophe, the world's going to end. And then the next episode, it was just one of your hokey, revisited... Crimes. A little bit of infighting. Yeah, like, and a little infighting was huge in that. But when you do the blockbusters, that's the problem. You have to trump every fucking time. Mm-hmm. You have to trump the previous um, but sometimes and, and you go deeper instead of bigger, and I, I think that that would be a good one. And you, well, could, you could touch on a lot isn't of that Iron Man, Iron Man three. three, and There's Iron three. Man yeah. three really takes a page out of the old like the way that we see Superman in the the Tony Stark like Clark Kent charm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. yeah. and so I, I feel like a lot of people at DC must have just been like. Ah. Fuck! How do we fight? Let's make him a fucking deadliest catch fisherman. Let's get him up here. Let's make him tough and gritty because right. he can't have that charm. Final thoughts. See yeah, back. give her. Uh, I loved it. It uh, played to the heartstrings of uh, a diehard Superman fan. It had the uh, the moments where I, I loved in the last iteration where they reused um, uh, Marlon Brando's voice to to redo the Jor El oh, speeches. God, you yes. hear those, and it just. It makes you want to go out and volunteer and be better and just further <laughs> the, the human sight. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Like, it just, it's so inspiring. Like, people hear music and it brings them to tears. I hear that kind of stuff. And these scenarios between his Earth father and uh, what he hears from Jarrell and it, it, it's inspiring, it's entertaining. It, 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 it plays to my heart strings as a huge Superman fan. So I, I, I give it an 8 out of 10 easy. Um, that's, that's the quick review of it. Well, uh, 8 out of 10 what? Ooh. Ooh, chess symbols. Family <laughs> chess symbols. <laughs> Signs of hope. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. That's good. Okay, so I love this. What's it. the house There's, of ski stand but for? Here's S. <laughs> At this table, it's a fucking S. <laughs> the T Man Entertainment logo. T Man, yeah. There you go. Um, I absolutely loved it, and I, Steve can vouch for this. Like, through all the first scenes, I was sitting there and I'd like hick. Like, every so often, like, hold it back to his, like, the whole time kind of thing. And, like, I think, like, what really got me, too, is, like, I kind of made a kinship with the person next to me. Like, (laughs) when we were, well, when, when, like, like, it's, like, this older guy, too. Like, I mean, he's probably, like, in his mid to late 30s, you know, like, a lot older than me. And, like, the tears were coming down my face and we kind of, I, like, was wiping my face off or whatever during a not so hardcore scene and he looked over and like gave me a nod and stuff and we were like yeah and then like towards the end we were like we're in together and like you know like elbow bumping and stuff so it was like it was really cool and I mean like when (laughs) when Zod's neck got snapped he's like 
sorry. I think <laughs> they're making my yeah, logo. <laughs> yeah, when, when Zod's neck got snapped, we were both like, oh, did you, did you see that? Like, you know, and it, I, I've, like, I never really knew a lot about Superman before becoming friends with you guys. And, I mean, I've really, I'd have to say, like, developed my comic book knowledge and stuff. But Supes has always been really up there with me. Like, Batman's always been my favorite. Yeah. But I prefer this movie to the Dark Knight trilogy. Is it good? It's a dick. It okay. means hope. <laughs> um, In this yeah. house, it means hope. Thanks for ruining my Sorry. final thoughts, guys. Um, no, so, like, I uh, honestly, like, Superman has beat out Batman for me, and Batman's always been the top of my list, so... And that You you rank Man of Steel above any of the Batman I, movies? Yes, I do. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's, it's, it's pretty yeah. big. Yeah. Like, I... I she said. I loved it. In, yeah. <laughs> I loved it inside and out. Like, 100%. Rating? Five. Out, out of five. five. For sure. What? Oh, wow. Codex is... Codex is... It's five for the actual <laughs> film. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah. So ten five. out of ten. Five out of five. What? A hundred out of a hundred codexes floating codexes. in the shiny pool. I are you going to say baby dicks? Baby dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, uh, I it was it was like a source of contention and also a source of like making me so happy about watching the movie is that like compared to the other Superman movies, for for instance, like you you keep saying that you're you're a fan of comic book movies more so than the actual source material of the comics. If you take a look oh, at, so I just didn't read them. That's all. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's just it. It's it's exposure, and I mean, I can relate to that in a certain amount because I, I got to read select comics uh, like throughout the Marvel and the DC universe, uh, just in like what was available at my house. But like, I, you know, uh, just straight up, I didn't grow up with enough money to really like. I, I didn't. I, I got a paper route. But like I spent that money on other things and other yeah. comic books, right? But um, if you take a look at it, just in the in the cinematic mythos of Superman, and a lot of that is built on the the Golden Age as well as the the revamping in the 1986, which is actually the Man of Steel revamp that was done by uh, John Byrne. Um, I feel like compared to the other Superman movies, the, the direction that they took, how well it was done, how, how intricately crafted, and how much how much fucking money shot there is in this movie. It's fucking perfection. It totally is. Oddly enough, with a lower budget than Returns. Totally. Yeah. It's, I found that very interesting. And I think that was half of it was wasted on the fucking opening sequence that they never even used. <laughs> but uh, that's just for Superman Returns. But uh, I, I just felt like um, now in this world uh, of like versus Iron Man 3 and versus the huge Avengers cinematic... Uh, there has to be an up factor or at least like a sideways jump right and so they really they really batman superman up because i mean i always thought when i was growing up like batman's got this tragic tale of like both his parents are dead and that like really shapes his he's got these like parental issues this like uh, he doesn't want to accept death and like you know he's it's just batman batman we've we've seen it a lot in christopher nolan's universe so far and they really gave superman a little bit of this taste like that moment when jonathan is killed by the the tornado and superman has to kind of accept that it it gives him all kinds of these issues that he has to deal with and like humanizes him ultimately and honestly i thought that like Oh, it, it 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 doesn't leave as much of a gap between Superman and Batman, who are like best friends, but also kind of can't stand the way each other operates. Right? They don't like each other's modus operandi. I thought that was interesting, and maybe detracts a little bit. But moving forward, putting this out for a new generation and new audience, I thought it was absolutely fucking awesome. I got to give it I, four four and a half um, arc ships out of five. <laughs> Dude, I was like, shit. <laughs> Your go, sir. Uh, yeah, no, I'll oh, I'll give it a five out of five. Um, I thought it was really good. Yeah! I, thought it was, 
Oh, wait a second. I thought there was... Like, uh, what is that? Synchrolate um, or whatever? They... Uh, Warner Brothers may have done a misstep in not following Marvel's uh, Marvel's lead in doing uh, end credit stuff. However, they have set a really good foundation to this character, and this movie as a standalone stands on par, if not above, the quality of what Avengers brought to the table. Because it's it's a, that scope of story, right? We're talking about like if anything, like less of New York was destroyed in Avengers than Metropolis and Man of Steel, right? <laughs> yeah. So essentially, it's like this really big third act concept. Um, I think the the strongest elements of this movie are the fact that they really, and what I had hoped was they really focus on the alien aspects of the character because that's really what he is, and that's how uh, a character like Batman really sees him as opposed to He's the civil yeah, hope that he is, yeah. right? Um, so outsider. Yeah, and so um to that end I think like there's there's a lot of like the mythos that they put in that's really good and and a, a really interesting earth that they've developed here because uh, it, it very well can can work in conjunction or parallel with Christopher Nolan's trilogy. What my concern is though is these uh Warner Brothers is in such a race right now that the quality of writing might might uh, Hinder, suffer or suffer yeah. Well, yeah, a year. Sorry. <laughs> so, suffer due to it. So um at any rate, um, yeah, no, uh, it's a solid movie. It stands on its uh, on its own two feet, as opposed to some movies like Iron Man two that don't. Um, mm-hmm. And Warner Brothers has always kind of like gone. Uh, I, I mean, not intentionally, but their qu- the quality of film that they've made has always been better than what Marvel has been producing. So, like, even though Avengers is considered such a great film, it's got plat holes up the wazoo, right? It's like a nice mesh wedding. Oh, yeah. Whereas this is kind of like it's a very polished product, just like Batman Begins and all that is. And to I guess to uh, conclude with what I'm getting at is this is very much a Batman Begins type story where what's coming is the, the best is yet to come, and that's also what has me concerned because like you start with such a strong foot, like how do you follow that up with? Uh, how do you follow it up with? You have other, to other, other than, every time. Other than the fact that like they they go back into the cliche of him giving up his powers. I can only imagine that they have a plan. I think the only uh, one to to really recover from not trumping itself every time is the Star Wars, because they released the Clone Wars and did the cartoon, so that way you can do the... Yeah. Explore different avenues because this one, you the next one has to be equal, if not greater. Yeah. Well, I think there's a way to do that, to make it... uh, Instead of... You're right. You you start off with a strong foot forward. The only way to go up is to now leap. Yeah. And I think the way to leap is you're going to make a fucking a lot more connections in the next movie where we're going to see. No, 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 it's not about connections. It's about, it's about solid writing. It, it, like the connect, like that's the problem with Iron Man Two. That's all Iron Man Two was was connections. Well, it's true. Mm. It's true. Yeah. Anyway, that, I'm done. No, what did you give it? A solid five out of five. Five, no. five out of five. Five out of five. What, what? stars? <laughs> An ocean of stars, Kryptonian <laughs> mature stars. <laughs> the um, uh, when I first saw it, I was just uh, it was entertaining. I loved it. Uh, I texted everyone after we saw it. I'm like, I don't, I don't feel it was a game changer. But I think now that we've actually talked about it, I think that the fact that it wasn't a game changer was the fact that maybe I'm not as familiar with the the Superman mythos and the backstory as anyone else here. Because to me. I think it needs to... What makes a superhero movie now... Like, Tito's right, I am spoiled, I guess. Where I want to see the same universes, one world type type 
I want to see the Justice League connections. I want to see the build-ups. And to me, I, I, like if they're planning to do Justice League on in 2015, and if they're doing Man of Steel two next year, I think it's it, it's it's going to get rushed. And it's going to get shot it's to hell. Quick, no one yeah. no one should be putting up any kind of fucking timelines just to compete. Do your own thing and let the dollar value just compete itself. Mm-hmm. The because um, like I said, very entertaining movie. Fucking loved it. To me. Uh, Maybe uh, I attach more to myself to the reason why I love Jonathan and Martha Kent is because me being with a son and I kind of that's how I maybe just envisioned Kingston of one day becoming Superman. I'm like, what would I do? Oh yeah, I would really fucking protect him and say, you don't do this because they're going to imprison you. They're going to fucking experiment on you. They're going to capture yeah. you, right? And then the whole quotes of the once again, um, oh, why did I just draw a blank? It's Jorel and Lana. It's Laura. Laura. When she's like, they'll kill him. He'll be an outcast. And then fucking Jorel's epic quote of how. How? He'll be right? Like, I, you He'll know be a I mean? god to name. And yeah. it's just one of those things oh, where. So good. And the one thing I love about Goyer's writing and, and Nolan's writing is they put that just epic quotes. And to me, I've always been a quote guy. And I fucking love the shit that they say in this movie. We're going to quote the crap out of it. And it's, 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 in, it's insane. Uh, and like I said, the action scenes were incredible. Uh, when I said Game Changer, I probably wanted that whole big leap, that big obvious connection, more so than the fucking Wayne Enterprise satellite. But mentioning the character, the the professor, and all these open characters that I didn't realize until we had this chat, I'm like, wow, they didn't need to have that end credit scene because they left this so... And, and of course, doing some back history where I realized this whole fact that nothing's greenlit, that they're all waiting to see what this movie yeah. does in order I mean, to progress their look story. Look at the original lead-ups to Avengers, right? Like... So there was planned. Those. There was there was a there was a little bit planned, but I mean, like if you didn't watch the post credit scenes, which most people don't know to, like the hardcores don't, right? Mm. What are you looking for, right? Well, no, I'm just saying, like they plan, like the, the, when they got their characters back, they're like, "This is our roadmap to Avengers. This is what we're going to do." Mm-hmm. DC doesn't have that plan yet. Everyone assumes they do, but then they're like, "Well, this is what we can do," but nothing's greenlit past yeah. Man of Steel. Nothing. Well, it wasn't. Since, well, like, Batman wasn't part of the... Well, no, like, Batman Begins, or Dark Knight wasn't greenlit to pass to Batman Begins, but at yeah. least they were pushed out to be like, holy fuck, get the Joker. They left it open yeah. by, I'll, have, I'll look at it and there's a Joker card, right? So mm-hmm. I just think I, ex- I expected more laid out for me when in reality maybe I should just start going into the mythos a whole bit more. But then it brings up the whole conversation of the normies, right? Mm-hmm. Either way, the movie looks, feels... And it's it's an amazing amazing movie. I definitely give this one a solid five out of five as well. Yeah, because I think this needs to five be five out of five. What five out of five? Uh, fuck, I don't even know. Five out of five uh, Kryptonian dragons. Yeah, <laughs> nice. The um, this movie needs to be seen and felt on the big screen. Everyone needs to see this before you, every movie before before. you go fucking <laughs> purchase it, man. Well, every movie needs to fucking be seen on the big screen. I think there's a well, huge Well, not difference. everyone, but... Yeah, every one of them does. Fuck it. It needs to be seen. <laughs> it needs to be seen on the big screen, man. There'll always be a fucking place for a, a movie house, and especially on opening nights where nothing must give you goosebumps more than when fucking uh, Henry Cavill walks out in the actual suit oh, midway through the movie and the fucking place erupted in cheers. The score, that was man. Cool. The score killed me. Like I was, I was just listening to Hans Zimmer on the Nerdist. Yeah. It's the first time I ever heard him talk, and it's pretty interesting. Um, so I think there anyone got anything else? I think that about wraps it up. I'm good. Epic two and a half hour podcast. So for the Man of Steel edition of Cinephiles, I'm Totsky. I'm Tito. I'm Steve. I'm Ashcake. C Mac. See you next time. Cinephiles, part of the Wyman Podcast Network.